the White House, President Eisenhower signs the proclamation that makes Alaska's entry into the Union official, nearly 92 years after Lincoln's Secretary of State bought the territory from the Russian Tsar for $7 million. The Alaska Wild Project podcast is brought to you by the following sponsors. Barney Sports Chalet, supplying hunters with the best hand-selected gear since 1963. The exclusive home of Frontier Gear, built for the rugged Alaskan terrain. Your one-stop shop for all your outdoor needs. Visit Barney's today at 906 West Northern Lights. Tailored Restoration 24-Hour Emergency Home Services, helping Alaskans restore their dreams since 1972. Services include fire, water, mold, post-emergency cleaning, repair, and remodeling. Give them a call in Anchorage, Eagle River, Matsu, or Fairbanks. Hit them up at tailoredrestorationalaska.com. Total Truck and Alaska Overlander, Alaska's premier supplier for custom automotive accessories and overlanding products, providing all-inclusive rental vehicles and trailers custom outfitted to explore the Alaskan backcountry with a unique and convenient traveling experience. TheTreehouseAK.com, located at 341 Boniface Parkway, Alaska's own and grown cannabis and CBD store. Ask the bud tender what the strain of the day is to get your 10% off. The Treehouse, where the culture lives. AKO Farms, located in Sitka, Alaska, built from the ground up with concentrates as their single motivation, with exclusive products such as their sugar wax, full-spectrum diamond sauce cards, and more. Ask your local bud tender about AKO. Marijuana has intoxicating effects that may be habit-forming and addictive. Marijuana impairs concentration, coordination, and judgment. Do not operate a vehicle or machinery under the influence. There are health risks associated with consumption of marijuana. For the use of only by adults 21 and older, keep out of the reach of children, and marijuana should not be used by women who are pregnant or breastfeeding. The Bait Shack, located on Ship Creek upstream of the bridge. Can't miss the bright red shack. They are the go-to fishing gear rental and guide service on Ship Creek tight lines and fish on come hook into the action with them hit them up at thebaitshackak.com snow pro ak your snow and ice management company specializing in business and residential properties they know what it takes to keep your property presentable and safe give them a call for a free estimate at 280-7098 or visit lawnproak.com double shovel cider company located off of arctic and 58th handcrafted alaskan-made colonial ciders they also have a tap room downtown on the corner of fifth and e stop by today and taste an award-winning cider the alaska chapter of backcountry hunters and anglers bha is the voice of our alaskan public lands waters and wildlife their goal is to uphold our hunting and fishing legacy while keeping our public lands wild stand up today and join bha at backcountryhunters.org Yeah, yeah, yeah. Knock the noggin. Brain's a little. Yeah, oh, she's yeah. feeling it. Yeah. You know, I've always like thought about that because uh, I got to go with a buddy two years ago. Now that was, you know, he was going to take one with a bow, and it was. I mean, there's an unbelievable amount of strategy that was going to go into. He brought his bow when we went, didn't we? Yeah. No, I mean, J- Jake had his bow. Yeah. 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 No, I mean, it's like if if there's a chance. You know, whoever's up to shoot, even if it's the other dude that's up to shoot, but then you can get on a ram that's bow range. Like, let the dude with the bow take it. Right? Yeah. yeah. I mean, it's like, yeah. I don't care if you took one last year and you're like, the dude that's been waiting in line for three years or whatever. Mm-hmm. I'm a believer in the batting order. 
Yeah. On on multi multi hunting. So mm-hmm. it's like you kill one this year, I'll kill one next year. We just make that focus that so that everybody gets their shot. I think batting order makes sense sheep hunting. I don't know if it makes sense in other hunts, but it definitely Well, we does. use it moose hunting and it's right. been great. Yeah. It's been really great. Yeah. yeah. Which is unique to your area. Yeah. It just seems like if you look the over the course of like a ten year span, like everybody's had opportunities. Yeah. No, that's cool. You know, even though there is a group of us, you know, like my cousin who's killed the most sheep out of our group or excuse me, moose. But he's made it happen. Yeah, he gets you know, after he, he it. He went rogue and did his own thing and was like, <laughs> what was rousted one up. Are we calling went rogue? We, yeah, I call it rogue. <laughs> he's against the empire of moose. Yeah, just, just uh, like, oh. Yeah. We didn't, we didn't talk about him doing that today. <laughs> well, I also agree, like, if everyone's you know, asleep and you're up, you're not hey, gonna be hey, like, oh, hell, you're not gonna wake yeah, this guy up. Wake and like, hey, it's your hell, turn, yeah. buddy. I got one over yep. here. Yeah. Exceptions to the rule of the yeah. batting order. Yeah, yeah. all right. Exactly. Yeah. If the dude doesn't want to come down and eat breakfast and nap for the day. Yeah, he's gonna stay up there all day. You kill that damn thing. Yeah, yep. for sure. It's you dog. Yeah. <laughs> don't be like, oh, there's a 56 incher. Wish Dan was up here. Yeah, get here him. goes your moose. Yep. <laughs> I saw it. I saw it. I got. I got a picture of it. <laughs> looking, I was looking at your Hoyt sitting there on the fucking stand. Where, where were you at? <laughs> That's funny. Yeah. Yeah, the batting order. Do, do you ever do the batting order, Daniel? Um, we did the batting order on all our sheep hunts. Yeah, which makes sense. Yeah. Because you're three, always together. Got, you're not all three like, of us got one too. Yeah. Man. But of course, if you split up. Yeah. Which I don't think we really did. Mm, just once when we we brought an extra guy, so we had four, and we split so we, it two different. Means, oh yeah, we split. Sense. Then it's whatever. Yeah. We, yeah, when we would sheep hunt, my dad and I would do the batting order, but we wouldn't do the batting order with the rest of the group. So we would split up from them. Oh well, that that you makes know? sense. So. I mean, I, that was more or less when you're like three guys, the batting order really comes into play when you go past two. Yeah. So you got main hunter or a guy. His partner and then the third dude it's kind of like yeah. okay batting order really I, I feel like the same way when you're trolling for fish you got four rods out it's like <clears throat> just pick a first guy to get the rod yeah. oh that's a good one because yep. i i thought we always did like this is your rod this is your rod no. this is your rod no, well, it this is your rod. one guy's like about to limit out like one guy's already got two and then the other guy's got nothing, and it's like, okay, let the guy pick it up. Like that's yeah. kind of how I run it. You know? Yeah, okay. Trolling. Yeah, that's looking all long face and sad. You know, it's like all the yeah. hand <laughs> kind of thing. You know, yeah, yeah. So that's how you learn, man. Yeah, yeah. that's well, right. You don't I, I, I had the lucky rod today. <laughs> I mean, if I could see if a dude brought his custom, you know, trolling rod and set up, and like he spent twenty five hundred dollars on this thing, he's like, this is my corner. Yeah, mm-hmm. you know, sticks it in the rod locker, and it's like, hey, man, everybody else has caught their six silvers, and you got nothing yeah like if you want that you sign up for it that's what you came on the boat for you because that rod <laughs> that you wanted to use <laughs> but as guiding because like, i happened to do a month of silver guiding years okay. ago and i'm not gonna say i don't guide i'm saying i was just a deckhand <laughs> yeah fumbling and bumbling super hungover every day and everybody got fish when you just did a batting order oh yeah, yeah. turn for everybody and yeah. i was like oh this works really well and I thought about it for hunting. I'm like, oh, cool. Well, this is cool because especially if you have a hunt where you have a multiple opportunity situation. Yeah, yeah. Sheep, I wouldn't say maybe is as opportunistic as a uh, moose hunt, even though you get a lot of double taps with, you know, two I think the together. moose is like who spots them, got them. 
Yeah, mm-hmm. no, that that goes down a lot. The spot, the spot. But if you can get to them, like you guys are all starting the same spot, Brandon. Where we're at, we're we're all at different spots. So it's like we kind of all have to close in together a lot of times. And so yeah. that that now that's happened in the past where a couple guys split off and went up over here, and then we've gotten moose over there. Uh-huh. And you know, dude, this dude was on the knob and he was up to bat. Well, we had to make a decision with with my other partner is like, well, I got a moose last year. I'm with you. You take this one. Yeah. Yeah. Dan sits over here smoking cigarettes on the knob. He doesn't get a moose, unfortunately. (laughs) Yeah. Eric does. Yeah. Yeah. So it's like, okay, but now Eric's out. Dan's batting order still up. Yeah. Yeah. You know? So yeah, yeah, there's been occasions. The last couple of years though, we've gotten really lazy and we just stopped moving and just went to the same. Yeah. Well, it's working. It's working. Yeah. Yeah. Even though, man, it's hard not to want to like, yeah. In that case, batting order for sure. I think we deserve yeah. the ones that come into camp now because I haven't had one come into camp in 20 years. So Yeah. And <laughs> we're it, ready for that one. And when it does happen again, it'll be, you'll taste it and savor th- it a lot longer. I think we won't be ready anymore. <laughs> I think it will kind of like someone will get up and be like, oh, shit. Don't have dick, their gun. He has dick in his hand oh, and the yeah, rifle's dude. over there and he's over <laughs> and there. He's like, mm-hmm, walks yeah. off. Seven yeah. brow tines. <laughs> yeah, two sheets of plywood, man. That's the one. There what else is batting order? Fresh pow? Or you just oh, spread out? That's a good one. Yeah. Fresh dude know, down the that. thing. It's usually whoever, like, somebody wants it, and they're like, I'll film you, and then they just go, you know? <laughs> <laughs> that's usually what it is. Yeah, no friends on powder days, Daniel. Yeah, that's kind of bad. Just batting order or uh, batting order situation. Yeah, I know I trolling for ramp, kings. Like the staging area, the boat ramp. Like somebody pulls up and like I'm already yeah, there, and they like run out and they do it really quick, and then they zip in front of you and pull in oh, and start yeah. backing. It's like I was about to go, dude. Totally, like, yeah, I yeah, think, yeah. Mm. Staging area batting orders, yeah, that should mm. be a thing. You know how that works though. Mm. Everybody needs to know what the fuck they're doing. It's crazy, yeah. man. Like, <laughs> right? you, like you said, uh, silver I fishing. Mean, you know how it is. Did, 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 it was on the Kenai. Did you guide? No, oh, no, no, no. I was doing salt. Oh, you're doing salt. Yeah, okay, I was just yeah, all yeah. ocean fishing. Yeah. yeah. Like, I'm t- like early morning Trolling. in the Kenai for silvers. Mm-hmm. It's like, you know, 5 36 a.m. No one can hardly see. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Everybody's half back and down. Yeah, it's just, it's just, it's screwy. Let's just go. <laughs> yeah. Ice yeah. fishing, batting order. Yep. If you're just okay. got like right. your tips really going. Really good yep. one. Yeah, that's a good one for yep. sure. You guys got an ice house and four rods going or whatever. Unless unless you're or, jigging, then of course you get one. Yeah, you get yeah. One. yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, that's a good one too. Yeah. Um, do you still stay in the batting order if you're jigging and the other ones aren't? I don't think so. No. You got like, your rod like, in your hand. You're not going to just set the hook and give it to the next guy. Yeah. Like I, I mean, I'm the one doing the work here. <laughs> the exceptions to the rule, man. That's what I'm yeah. saying. Like in general. I, that's a good one. Like I'm trying to think of what else is a um, trying to think of like a snow machine like thing. What, but that doesn't. How about if you're working a trap line with a with a partner? Mm. You know how that go down? Yeah. Who gets like the oh. beaver? You know the beaver pelt. Oh, and then you get to the Ooh. next animal. It's a wolverine. You know. Is it like, one. oh, I haven't had a Wolverine in a while, or is it like you just got the beaver? So well, I, get I think the wolverine. if you're going with a partner, you're splitting it all anyway. Maybe you get it, then you, you got to do the work. Yeah, know? but you know, or they're both work. So you went yeah. out that day. If you bring it back, I'll skin it, like team it up, because I'm sure they split the profits. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. That's a good one. I was thinking about uh, 
like an upland bird hunting situation. Oh, those are so fast, though. Yeah. yeah it's kind of split second. Oh, no. Well, the, my, my uh, perspective on it would be like cruising down like a long trail. Uh-huh. On a, on a four wheeler early in the something. morning, yeah. Always the guy leading is going to be the guy that's going to see the grouse, spot the grouse, roust it up into a tree, have that first mm-hmm. look mm-hmm. at it. So, what we've done in the past, because our we've had some areas moose hunting too, or we've had some great pre grouse hunting yeah. runs that you can do prior to going into camp, and it's like we would just do like a split, like. Psh- yeah. Like you kill one, I kill mm. one. You kill one, mm-hmm. I kill one. Yeah. You know, and then you get lucky and you roust two, and you're like, okay, you go over him. I'm gonna go get this one, and then yeah. you know, and this is just twenty two hunting. Yeah. This isn't. That's when you have two. Yeah. Yeah. When you're working with a pointer, you you definitely use a batting order, and then or dog. Yeah. And then if you're spotting ptarmigan, we usually will kind of like walk in together, but someone's in a better position for the first shot you know i've never upland bird hunted like officially that way oh it's fun man yeah. Yeah. cruising on a trail on a four-wheeler is with a 22 is that really upland bird that's, hunting? that's just stupid so you chicken mostly hunting. like the downland yeah. yeah that's just stupid chicken stupid chicken yeah but okay. if you're upland like you got you got a dog i think if yeah. you have a dog you with, got if you dogs, got a dog yeah. with then you're legit yeah, yeah. yeah. then it's yeah. like okay yeah. we're doing this or if you're poor college kids you know you're throwing like the the dirt balls and the farm into the little little rows and getting the pheasants to jump but yeah i think that's what qualifies yeah no it does um man winter's back Fuck i thought we were i, what, I thought man. man i put the i put the shovels away cleaned yep. the garage put all the ice fishing stuff, stuff <laughs> brought out the other the spring stuff started all that yeah, and then the shovels away. literally that night yeah so you're, so you're the one like that cursed us. You put the shovels away, yeah. and he's then the one, yeah, dude. he's the one. You don't put the snow blower away. You just keep it oh, all yeah, out. That's right. Until it, yeah, you, you, you gas it up and get it ready. You know. Yeah, yeah so it's go. my that's fault. That's a good attitude. Yeah. yeah. Thanks a lot, Daniel. Yeah. <laughs> I did welcome. put the ice fishing stuff away, but I put it in the front of the shed, yeah, like not same. officially, like in the back corner. It's just like right next to some rabbit. Like, hey. Oh, you still want to go? Okay. Yeah. It's a two-minute walk back and forth. I'm good. Throw in the truck. But it makes it you feel good just to like get it out of the garage. Oh well, I mean, yeah, I mean, I got the big old sled with all the house and everything. I even called the Yamaha shop and was like, "Hey, man, I want to get my shit in and get service." He's like, "Perfect, and bring it in anytime." I'm like, "Oh my god, this is the window." Oh, for you you wait two weeks, he's gonna be like, "Yep, Yep. can't touch for a month." Yeah, you know. So I like went out there, got it out there. Call me a week later, Dave out at Performance Yamaha. Ready to go? I'm like, fuck yeah! Saturday, grab the trailer, rip out there, blizzard, yeah, coming back, mother. Like, oh, that's really? right. You, yeah, that's I'm right. like, you came I'm back, like you're going to go. day to get it. <laughs> put the shovels away. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I come back and just grab the snowblower and clean the driveway before I park the trailer in the driveway. Yeah, pissed. God damn. Well, because we're what they do to it? Uh, just, just a repairs. routine service. Okay. Yeah, I mean, oil change, front and rear divs, check the belt. You know, just, just when you buy, it's kind of nice when you buy something brand new. They just take it back to the same dudes, and then mm-hmm. they know the machine. And I mean, there's a lot to be said for that. Yeah. I and mean, I know yeah. the guys like to do it themselves and keep track of their own shit. But it's nice to be able to work on it. It's four hundred bucks. It is nice to know how to wrench on mm-hmm. the machine. Yeah, it's so, also nice yeah. to just drop it off. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> and pick it up and write it and That's drop what, it off yeah. again. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> That's yeah, kind of where I, like I sign up. I just <laughs> don't want like that twenty mile in drop off, you know. 
You know what I bring? Oh, yeah. for the, you, know, you know what I bring for not knowing how to work on it? A really good toe strap. Oh, there you, there go. you go. There you go. It's like, yeah. hey, can you tow me out? <laughs> I actually want to get one of those. Um, shout out to the um, Total Truck. One of those like. Uh, oh, that like bungee. Yeah, that's not really for towing though, right? That's yeah. What roll. is that? That's for like punching you out of a hole. Yeah, that's like for a yard out. Yeah. No. What is it? It's like a what's it, Bubba rope or something, and it's like a super thick. Craig brought it to um, me, but it has like party. a has like a lot of like stretch to it, so you're not gonna like snap anything. Yeah. It's just gonna let you like like get it out. Does that rocket back at you though if it comes off? Because you got all that stored energy. Uh, it's not that. It's not a bungee cord. No, I I think they designed it against that, Jack. So it'll just Bubba rope stretch recovery. Yeah, there it is. Yeah, like it's a um, it's better than using like the strap. Yeah, like I've been using, <laughs> or the toe strap. Yeah, yeah, those are nice. Yeah. Anyway, but it won't recoil, or it does recoil. It's it just does. meant so it's not gonna like rip off your freaking whatever. It's kind of like the um snow machine. That hook, yeah, what is that called? That toe hook for snow machines. It's like real short, but it expands, so it's like yeah, it's got a name. You you pull and it kind of loads up and helps pull yeah, the machine out. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Um, Speaking on ropes, so it's not oh. static because oh. I learned this. So I was like, Whoa, hold on, just get so it as I was uh, cleaning the garage, I'm looking uh -huh. at the raft that's rolled up. I was like, oh, I need some new rope for this raft. Yeah, yeah. So I started like calling some people, and I was like, what is the best rope like for this? Because I've been buying this shitty cheap rope. Yep. Every year, every two years, the one that comes rolled up in the whatever. Yeah. And then uh, last year the rope broke, so I had to use one of my like throw bag ropes. Oh shit! Yeah. So in my mind, I was like, oh, I need one of these ropes. Um. So I started talking to everyone, and they're like, oh, dude, what you want is a climbing rope. Like those are the best ropes. Yeah. And I was like, oh, okay. I was like, good idea. So then I went to uh, look for climbing ropes. I went to REI. I went to Hardy Marmot. Yeah. And I was like these are fucking expensive yep and then i was like what is the difference in all these and i just started like learning yeah like, oh they're static there's this there's the float there's the this i was like oh i didn't learn i didn't know any about this so i started asking i was like what kind of rope do i want and then i was like well i'm not going to spend yeah three hundred dollars on a fucking rope yeah i was like i'll just go buy the cheap one for another six years yep so <laughs> so then i'm telling like the teacher at, at work and she's like a climber and she's like oh yeah you can get online and people are like sell Oh, like, like their used rope, which would rope. still be good for you because you're yeah. not using it to like sure. climb, climb. <laughs> you know. I was like, oh, I'm that's a good idea. And then for some reason, I just popped up on Facebook. It read my mind, and there's this dude that was selling the exact rope I wanted, the color I wanted, for a hundred bucks, like double what I wanted. Yeah. So I was like, hit him yeah. up. I was like, yo, I'm coming. I want it. And he had just lowered the price. I was oh, like, perfect. Sweet. So it was a hundred bucks for like a. Uh, 50 meters so it was like more than i needed yeah yeah i was right, like well i could we, use we those, the, the other stuff we got the bubble yeah. rope in action here. was it a static rope or it was what? a static rope yep so i go out there and i go to eagle river to meet the guy and get the rope and it's beautiful and he's wearing an alaska oh, wild project shirt hell yeah he's like what he's because he had the hat on he's like oh my god this is for you guys and yeah, i was yeah. like oh cool right on so shout out to that guy with the Fucking static man. rope it came through oh look how thick that is Oh yeah, yeah. I, got a, I got a delay. Oh, that's for the I truck. Delay there, but here we go. Okay, so the bubble rope. Oh yeah, there it goes. You got that? Got that? So it just doesn't let it like uh, the Minor full initial shirts. yank. Yeah. Yep. 
and you can just get going. Yeah. Well, it allows it, the momentum to tug on it, yeah. to get a good tug on it. Yeah. And the puller can still have some momentum with that, too. Yeah, I'm going to yep. buy one of those. Exactly. Yeah, that's cool. That is pretty badass. Anyway, I want to sh- share that with you guys. That's a good one for the for the rig. I think those, um, oh, man, those tracks, those, um, yeah. those uh, oh, God damn it. Argos? Know what they are. No, 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 no the no, mud no. flap things. Yeah. I mean, they're downstairs a total truck right now. They're tracks that you put on. Yeah, if you like get mats. stuck and you're in mud and you can stick them in there oh, so you get traction. Like okay. Mat tracks or whatever they mat, are. M- something tracks they're called. Yeah. Okay. I should mat know. tracks. I'm, brain, I'm having a brain fart on them. Craig, forgive me. Learn uh, me up on this shit. He gave, uh, two, he gave a pair away. At, oh, at he had thing. a recovery yeah. kit right. at the meat party. We had a bubble rope, 20-inch rigid light bar, the bubble rope, and the tracks. The tracks. I want to see some flares or something else too. Actually, who who know. took that one? I know who it is. And it kind of got pieced apart. It was oh, it one package. Oh, it, it was, was okay. Not the light bar, but the recovery kit and the light bar were kind of supposed to be one package. I'm going to do a lot better with the um, the giveaways next year and have that structured way, way, way better for the meat party. I found an area of improvement that was like a number one priority, mm-hmm. and it was that for next year. Perfect. So you should not have, to wrap it all into that. Just but call Ira. He can set you up with some, um, you know. Models to, to yeah. take care of it for you. That's what we oh, do. We just Jesus. pass it off to Ira and his models. Doctor models. Just you yeah. just come doctor rolling, models rolling, rolling deep with just. Not only are they models, they're doctors. Yeah. They were even like <laughs> <torturing> smart <laughs> models. <laughs> Watch out, boys. <laughs> like, Love you, Ira. Can I buy a hat? I'm just like. You don't what? want one for free? <laughs> I mean, I'll just give you. One. We just need to be like Ira. Hat. Can you check my pulse? <laughs> I was over here with this torch and shit, just burning meat. <laughs> That's funny. Um, the boys went out and slayed the Kenai. I was supposed to go, but I had to work. Unfortunately, work got in the way. Slayed the Kenai? What happened? The trout. Tyler oh. and them went out there. They said they caught like 40-something in one day. Oh, nice. I guess it what was section did they go to? I think they hit the middle. Okay. Still iced over out there, but have you been going? Maybe. Yeah, <laughs> Matt, Matt was looking at you like I was Matt, you he's like, "Why are you telling about people that? about the Kenai?" No, keep it. No, no. <laughs> Don't go. It's still yeah. winter. Yeah, it's all it's all iced over. No, you can't fish it. You can't fish it. It snowed yeah. and it actually went back. But if you do over, fish it, you need you one do. of these rods. Yep. <laughs> oh, that's funny. Yeah. Um, Welcome to Alaska Wild Project, episode 112. Uh, today we have Matt Crow from Alaska Rod Co. Ooh, that rhymes. Hey, there you go. Nice. <laughs> Welcome. Yeah, thanks for having me on. Yeah, thanks for coming. Yeah. Um, beautiful stuff you got there. Thanks, man. Yeah, it's it's an addiction. So, you know, whenever you can blend, like we were talking before, addiction with your work, it just kind of just kind of gets crazy, it's man. Magical. It just, yeah, it's magical. Yes, it's magical. Uh, I, I kind of want to start on the, um, the end of the experience yeah. um i need a new salmon recipe okay you got one oh, you can share the full, the full circle the full start right at the end and then we're gonna <laughs> go back to the beginning so for me i'm not a big like flay salmon guy okay and so i'm a big like canned salmon Ooh, nice. so okay. like salmon okay. dip but i'll so i get the canned salmon i'll make salmon patties i'll make salmon dip or um just made um uh, like a sal- salmon alfredo 
you take the canned mm. salmon, put it in like a Alfredo thing, you know. Okay. So that's more my speed, you know. My my wife cooks the slab of salmon, you know. These are smoked. This is also smoked no, salmon. No, it's just canned. canned. No, it's just oh, canned. Just like canned. You, you put just it in a canner, you know, like sure. a pressure canner. Yeah, you cook it. Do that. Yeah, yeah. Okay. yeah. So that's more my speed. What's your uh, salmon dip? Salmon dip. So it has like um, green onions in it, mm-hmm. some mayonnaise, uh, some relish, and then um, yeah, celery. Like a, yeah, like yeah, like a salmon salad. Yeah, like salmon salad, yep, salmon yep. salad sandwiches. Love it. Pretty simple, Love it. Though, huh? yeah. Oh, yeah, really simple. But the my favorite was the, the ranch wheat thins. Oh. Can make with, and then wheat thins just discontinued. Oh, they did? Yes, yeah, so I'm like, I'm hoarding boxes they? in yeah, my yeah. kitchen. Oh. I went out and bought them all, so I'm like, I'm hoarding ranch wheat thins now. That's that, it's awesome. the best to, t- uh, to eat with them, yeah. Do you ever take that salmon salad and throw it on some bread or like a pita, and then you broil it with some cheese on top and paprika? Ooh, that's fancy. Yeah, sounded like a lot. <laughs> Have you like, ever done it's this? Salmon yeah. melt. <laughs> when you, you lost me a broil, I'm yeah. like broil. I'm like, wow, that's not <laughs> oh yeah. Yeah, I have yeah. Been like kind of like the grilled cheese kind of thing. Like put it, spread it out, put some gr- uh, cheese on it, and mm-hmm. then like kind of like grill it up. But have you done any air frying? Oh yeah. the salmon. I keep telling Ooh. Lexi to try it because like it, like it keeps pos- popping up on my Instagram. Like try this, and it's like put the mustard on there and air fry. Boom, boom, boom. And I keep telling her and. I haven't she done fillets. Done I've done like the, um, but I love the salmon melt. So yeah, yeah, yeah. Sa- yeah you know the salmon salad on like bread or pita, and I have done that in the air fryer, but mm. not like a fillet. Yeah, sounds dope. Like yeah. cook cook the actual slab in there. Not the whole slab, but yeah, like you like probably do half of it. Like steaks. Fit. Yeah, and the way they did it, like Shit, they just put like some mustard on there and a little spray, and just it was like look golden and just put beautiful. it on some local green salad oh it looks mm. so good do you guys good. use your air fryer much we do i do yeah, yeah. i do yeah. yeah every once in a while i mean we things, go through a lot of dino nuggets oh yeah <laughs> <laughs> it's a dino cooking machine dude i mean i've been kind of like cooking stuff in there that's kind of questionable have you done I a steak would, yet no I, w- I will not do a steak dude but really? what I, ha- what I have been doing, do though? Steak. You know who told me? Big Kyle. Oh, you really? Know Big Kyle knows some food. Oh, I can only imagine. It's probably just perfect. Damn. Yeah. Oh, it was. <laughs> He's like, this is what you do. You spray it. You season it exactly like this. Turn it over. Boom. Best steak you ever had. It was awesome. What I've been Damn, doing I'm going to have to do it. Uh, and it's quick. I mean, and you don't have fresh, to, like, stink uh, up the whole house. Sure. And no, yeah, I mean, yeah. that's the thing. It's quick and clean. Yeah. You're not cooking something yeah. on the stove. Yeah. Yep. I will. Uh, I have this fresh um, uh, load of... Jalapeno cheese polish that I got from Wags. Oh, yeah. Moose, some yeah. good moose. Oh, jalapeno yeah. cheese dogs. I didn't even package them. I just put them in a trash bag, and i just been crushing them. Yeah. I'm like, I'm not even going to save these for summer. I'm just going to eat these things through for, like, lunches and yeah. stuff through the week, right? Boil them for five minutes. Throw them in that air fryer for five minutes. Okay. Mm. Cheese is popping, cracking. It's like you throw it on the cast iron after you boil. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But it's in the air fryer. Oh yeah, I just do just straight frozen right into the air fryer for the oh. for the jalapeno cheddars. Yep, and then when I cook the moose dogs for a kids lunch, same thing, just no straight shit. in. Yep, I'm doing too much work. Yep, I could just go one Bam. one step. <laughs> yep, or I'm just Bam. lazy, but it works, and they're ball. And it, you wouldn't know the difference, huh? I don't think so. I'm like when I eat it, I'm like, damn, how this cooks it better than I can cook it any other way. Huh. <sighs> I do the wings in there too now. Oh, oh yeah. yeah, I do that too. Yeah, yeah, the yeah, wings sure. are good. It takes a longer, but you know what doesn't work? Epinadas. <laughs> <laughs> does uh, not work. No, which is weird. Dude, it is not good. It's terrible. Yeah. So we went. We want my 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 uncle in Soldat and us trying to like start an empanada thing. Um, so we 
Like a hot dog stand, but empanadas? Yeah, he's doing it at his hot dog place. And uh, actually over where you're at. Yeah. And um, so we went and picked up a bunch to cook because I was trying to support his. And all the hockey boys were like, oh, I'll take 50. I'll take 50, 50, 50. So we ended up getting like a freezer full. <laughs> oh, yeah. I was pumped. And uh, I was pumped, too, until I put them in the air fryer. And they were so yeah, whack. I went right immediately bro. downstairs and grabbed the fryer, the deep fryer. I was so, like, yeah. I don't oh, know what to do here. Yeah. <laughs> Dude. My kids will never eat empanadas again. You gotta we do it again in the deep fryer. What are they like mushed out or what are they just It just didn't get crispy. Yeah. Yeah, it just didn't get crispy, kinda just got like kinda toasted. Is it, was it corn? What what's the what's the breading made it's out of? Like eating a whack the, ass uh hot pocket? Yeah. That's what it ended up being like. Which actually the hot pocket in the air fryer probably It'd be like a weak ass (laughs) hot pocket wrapped with like corn dog, corn outside. Yeah. Because that that you didn't fry. Yeah. You know? Yeah, because inside's cooked and then the outside needs to be fried. Right. But also the key on that is just straight frozen. Like don't let them defrost. Just go frozen right into the deep fryer or oil in the pot. Right. That's what you got. Right. Oh, another funny thing. (laughs) So I went to pick up the um the freezer at Joe's because Joe let us take it over there. Yeah, yeah. He drove, so we left the freezer there. And so I go over there to distribute all the empanadas. And then I was like, all right, well, I'll take the freezer to my house. He just gave you a whole freezer? Yeah. Not a cooler? Yeah. No. <laughs> That's what I told him. I said, like, can you get in a cooler? He's like, oh, well. He just gave me the freezer. I think in his mind, he's like, well, I'll give him the freezer. And then when I go down to Costco to get more shit, I'll have the freezer there because he connected to his truck oh, or his okay. trailers. Yeah, and so yeah. he'll just have everything frozen directly from Costco or wherever right, he's right. getting the stuff oh, yeah, right into the freezer, sense. Yeah, which is smart. Yeah. So in his mind, he's like, I know what I'm going to do. But what he doesn't know is that I fucked up his freezer. I <laughs> I put it in and I put it in the wrong way when I strapped it in the trunk. I didn't put it backwards. Uh-huh. So I'm driving down Minnesota oh, with the empanadas, no. my empanadas, and a couple other people, and the door just oh, just no. flies open, dude. Just uh, I'm like, oh shit! Oh, I pull over right on the side of Minnesota, empanadas. dude, and I had to like move the cooler and restrap, and people were just <laughs> driving by, dude. <laughs> empanadas everywhere, <laughs> road spray, windshields. So it just like ripped like that back panel and disconnected from the foam, and yeah. I've been at home oh, trying no. to like fix it. It's Rip almost fixed. We'll see. He doesn't listen, so he's not gonna know. But it's, it's almost <laughs> might not be a maximum seal. <laughs> it's yeah. definitely not a max. It's not yeah. sealed at all. But I'm like, if you put a hinge on this, yeah, put a cinder block on top. Yeah, that's all you need. <laughs> Just smash it. And that's like it's an old freezer. So yeah. I'm like, this guy's like gonna get a new one out of me. I was like, nah, yeah, yeah, yeah. no, no, no. I no, mean, no, he no. gave it to you, so that's kind of you know he's kind of asking. Yeah, for it. like, like you could have gave me all that in a cooler. Yeah, you don't like, just give freezers away. I feel like you just kind of especially because I know what he was doing. He's like, I know. I'll yeah. go down there. There'll already be a freezer there. Old old freezers are the best ones. Oh, they last forever. The I new mean, ones, they dude, only they, last a couple years. And yeah. I mean, they yeah. thaw and they fucking oh, yeah. freezer burn your shit. Yeah. And yeah. But oh. there's a speed limit on those. <laughs> 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 I think you just got to use a, what do you call that? Jacket all technical with the wind and the, like, there are dynamics like you need to get the fucking. No, I was just being stupid. I just put it in the back, like right by the tail. Well, you're probably already the wrong way, so yeah. then it's just like flops. Well, you're probably already <laughs> frustrated and wondering why would anybody give me a freezer? I know, anything? dude. Yeah. yeah, as you're just wrestling it and trying to shift it. Fucking <laughs> <laughs> freezer! Why would you? Yeah. So anyway, I, I, I was spending some time trying to fix that thing and put some screws in there. Maybe you won't notice. There you go. We'll see. So I didn't. I'm. Did you guys talk about 
your homer trip on the last pod? Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh. I think we did. Yeah. Well, I wasn't here. Yeah, we have a belt. So yeah. can I get a quick like? Yep, you go boom, to episode one ten, <laughs> and uh, or one eleven. One eleven. Yeah, it's there. Mm. No, we won the belt. We are the champions. Yeah, mm-hmm. we are the best hockey players that went to Homer in the intermediate division. Yeah, last weekend <laughs> <laughs> or two Only. weeks ago. <laughs> yeah. is, that a, is that the highlight of one's hockey career? Oh, ours. Yeah, for, for this sure. year, for sure. Oh, okay. Well, it is cool because that now the belt has three names on it because previously they didn't have a belt, so now this is the third win on the belt. And either Daniel and I have been on the t- the belt winning team every time now. Yep. So that's cool because we won the first time. Then Daniel stole it back from us, and then when Daniel joined us, and now we oh, joined forces. Now you guys win the belt. Every now year? we're just gonna win it every year. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Well, the team we played was really good though. They, they, I they mean, went really to good. OT and oh, uh, really, yeah, and it was our old old goalie that we were playing. So uh, we really wanted to shoot him up, but he played a hell of a game and uh, kept it tight. Was it Shit. four four three? We won three two. I think it was two two at the end of the game. You no, no, right. yeah, it was four three. Yeah, it was you four, might we right. were up three two, and then they scored I with. Wasn't like, there. Yeah. Anyway, I feel like I should yep. have been a groupie there, though. Yep. It was a long weekend. <laughs> yeah, yeah. There is a lot of groupies out there. Oh yeah, I mean the beer is flowing. Oh, I bet. Oh, hockey games? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Are you guys oh. playing hockey or are you like No, we're playing. Oh, we're playing. playing. Yeah. Okay. Well, this okay. is beer league old man shit. Yeah. Okay. It's yeah. A, so it, I, do you guys yeah. do the no checking thing? Cause well, they say that, mm. but there's but a lot of, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> we, we had 24 minutes of penalties in one game. And so. the, game's <laughs> the game's 40 minutes. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> we were yeah. not at full strength very often. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 No, it's a fundraiser for the the rink out there so okay. the in rink Walmart. yeah there's okay. a kind of a storied kind of pass to the rink but uh, basically they need to raise money um to keep the rink alive and be able to pay rent for the building okay and um yep so they do this tournament in the spring and then they do one in the fall that's really cool it's like a matchup mashup tournament where you just sign up and write your skill level down and then they they just kind of throw sticks in the middle and you end up on a team with some people okay. you might know, some you don't. And, that's uh, pretty cool. Yeah. Are you talking the the rink that's actually like on the spit? It's on the spit. I've always wanted to go in there. Yeah. I always like, drive it, and every time I'm on the spit, I'm technically nice not there. really going there yeah. for like a, a hockey rink. Yeah. <laughs> Kevin Never. Bell Arena. Yeah, yeah, Kevin Bell Arena. Okay. okay. Yeah. 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 I got to yeah. stop in there. Yeah, but it's a great time. The people who are home are amazing. They're, the hospitality is great, and it's a fun time. Well, I was just seeing all the photos. I was like, man, these are all dudes I – love to spend time with and hang out and here's all in one space yeah one time I'm like yeah like, put on some skates uh, and learn how to play I, dude come I, on out i could just put on skates and gear and never get on the ice and yeah, just sit on could. the bench and hang out <laughs> you <laughs> got this boys i could get dressed and just hang out on the bench it could be like the backup backup goalie that never gets playing time you that know that would be funny yeah you could get don cherry uh suits and come be the coach oh that's what i need to there do there you go Definitely need to do that. Get Swarney as your assistant coach. You guys have fun. Just just pace back and forth, my hands in my pockets. Yep. Bark a few calls like I know what I'm talking yep. about. Swear loud. <laughs> yeah, no, you can yell at the ref so we don't get penalties <laughs> for it. There we go. Yeah. Just put me in the box. You skate, Matt? No. Well, I, I try, you know, and it's a sin because I grew up in Minnesota. 
Oh, so, you know, crazy <laughs> hockey stick. I can hear it in your voice. Oh, man. The, yeah, soda. Yeah, the, the soda. Yeah, the tired or the more tired I get, the more my accent comes out. But oh, yeah, okay. no, I grew up in Minnesota, but no, nah, I was never into hockey. I was never. I can't throw football. I can't. You know, I'm not really athletic. But so growing up, it was more power sports. It was dirt bikes, snow machines, mm. all that there kind of go. stuff. Hunting, yeah. fishing. You know, all that kind of stuff. So yeah, I don't have an athletic bone in my body. Okay. <laughs> Minnesota just lost championship yeah yep. you you, you yeah. uh who's the champs the golf or quinnipiac yep where, where are they them boys out of uh Connecticut. yeah sweet they yep. never won it kind of small school yeah i mean the, up they're, against in, all the, the they're big in the dogs. mix all the time though yeah within the last 10 like five years yeah, as far as the frozen yep. the the, co- the coach had been there like 19 years and took him was it 19 or 29 it might have been 29 He'd been there a long time. He took them, like, before they were even D1. And got him a chip this year? And then this was his third try at the championship game. So he nailed it. Damn, yeah, he's running a good program. Those boys came back, too. Yeah. yeah it was that was tough. Yeah, good they had game. a good run. That was good. Good for them. Yeah, that's pretty cool. Yeah. You see UAA up there. Go see Wolves. The people here, because yeah. I don't really – I go to a couple hockey games, like the Brown Bears, something like that. But I went the other day, and – I missed the people throw fish for the first goal here. Like in Minnesota, we always threw like a pike or a walleye on the, on the ice. Yeah, the people here, throw one. I was yeah. waiting for the fish. Throw I'm sam- like, that's I'm like, where's the salmon? Like, oh, I was only on like the major. They used to do at the aces. It was a pretty game, big yeah. game. It was Brown Bears versus Fairbanks, I think. Yeah, yeah. maybe they don't do it for the juniors. I maybe I missed it, but I was that was like my thing. I went there. I'm like, all right, where's the fish? Yeah, like, do like, the yeah, Wolverines do something? I don't know. I've never been to a Wolverines game. Wolverines just beat. The Brown Bears. They just won. No, they just won the yeah. whatever cup. Oh, they did. Yeah, yeah. Nice. Against the Brown Bears, they're, they're out of the playoffs, but they won the the season. Alaska, whatever. Yeah, the last cup between the, the regional. Or, yeah, they should throw something. Yeah. What? Epinatas. No, it's gonna be Alaska. <laughs> <laughs> like a salmon melts. Well, salmon is obvious. <laughs> they should throw a pink. Yeah, a pink, like a pink yeah. salmon. Yeah, 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 I feel yeah. like that's a good one, you know, and use it for dog food after that yeah. or something. Well, then the dogs ha- have to run out and grab them off the ice. There you go. You know? Yeah, send, oh, send old go. Roy out there and grab the pink <laughs> something. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> perfect. I kind of like too. it. Yeah, old Roy. We'll call the Wolverines. Let them know what's next. Yeah, they just have the yeah. team dogs just ready for that fish to hit the ice. <laughs> <and grab. laughs> or just like one shrimp. <laughs> 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 what did he throw on there? I can't see. What is that thing? <laughs> the biggest prawn you can possibly catch. Yeah. <laughs> they should have like a, a, a traditional a, thing, like a wolverine, like a real one. Oh yeah, real <laughs> yeah. walk it out, <laughs> a live one. Or maybe that's what you do. You throw a ptarmigan on, and then everyone's looking around. Where's the wolverine? And then it just jumps <laughs> on the ice and goes. <laughs> yeah. But that might be more entertaining than the hockey. Yeah, they got to move yeah. to a bigger arena. Then they need to score more goals. <laughs> <laughs> the Wolverines just in the cage in the bench, just waiting. <laughs> right by the penalty box with the other team. Like, uh, yeah. I'll go for the uh, for the Georgia Bulldogs just over there. Well, that's what I'm saying. All the big schools have like their yeah, actual yeah. like mascot. Yeah, you know. The yeah, Michigan like the Cougar. Wolverines don't have a Wolverine in a cage. I can tell you that. Yeah, you think no. you raise one up from a pup? <laughs> <laughs> Are they pups? I don't know. What is a Wolverine baby? It seems like know. it'd be a pup. pup. Look it up I real quick. So. I feel like that would be a really good uh, uh, trivia. Trivia. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm saying pup. What do you think? I think it's pup. Pup. Wolverine so, yeah. pup. Yeah. 
But what is Wolverine? It's more like a. It's, it's, it's closely a, related to the rats. Yeah, it's, it's not a, like, a, like yeah, it's a, like a. It's in a rodent. Is it a rodent? Like, what is a badger? Like badger? Yeah, yeah. Badger, the weasel. Like, it's like in the, the weasel, weasel family. family. Yeah. yeah, like a fisher or marten. Yeah, yeah. Isn't that like yeah. rodent territory. Yeah, long rats. Is it rodent? No, it's not a rodent. I don't think it's not rodent. All right, look it up. We got the internet at our hands. Look at a wolverine, like you rodent. Yes, you're feeling pretty fucking offended and put your throat out. Yeah, so not happening. Yeah, so put in there, wolverine. Man, I think it's a pup too. Wolverine, big, young, young, wolverine, pup, baby. Just put baby name or baby name. There you go. Baby name. Oh, wolverine, baby clothes. No, no, sorry guys, wolverine. (laughs) (laughs) I really want you to put clothes, bud. What is the one? It's Wolverine. What is it? It eats Arctic fox? I didn't know that. I didn't know it eats fox. Okay, I got pup. It's called a kit. A kit? How many pups do Wolverines have? Don't they call no, it's not otters. They don't call otters kits, right? Go down a little no, bit. No, just go oh. down real quick. Go to that. Are wolverines a type of bear? Click on that. I want to I know it's not, but what's it gonna say? Was well, actually the largest member of the weasel family. Yeah. Oh, it's okay. a weasel. Right. Yeah, you're right. Also so called mustelids. Hmm. Hmm. Well those so says pup. Go back down. I mean just just the images do, yeah. No, go down it said. It's officially a kit. Down a little bit more. Right there. Animals of the world, Wolverine pup. Hmm. But kit, I've heard that too before. Kit? Like K-I-T? Yeah. Oh. Why don't you just put, um, what is a Wolverine baby called? That's what I typed. Yeah. A kit or a whelp. Whelp? Yeah. A whelp? Yeah. Hmm. It's like help with a W in front of it. I feel like the pup is probably just the more like understandable mm-hmm. phrase. Yeah. If you were like it's a kit or something, you'd be like whelp. You'd be yeah, like, well, well, what is that? Whelp. I'm like, mm. yeah. Oh, yeah. It is <laughs> on the so baby weasel is like a not a pup. I mean, that makes sense. That's a whelp. The Wolverine Foundation dot work says it's kits or cubs. Cubs, cubs, mm-hmm. cubs. Okay, cubs. Yeah, I can real. see cubs. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Wolverines mm-hmm. are more. You know. They, I mean, we're just looking at images there. They look like baby bears. Yeah, they kind of do. That. Yeah. Have you seen that wolverine? In How many wild? have you seen? Yeah, in the wild. You know, I've seen one, I, and I'm pretty sure it was wolverine, not confirmed, on our sheep hunt, running mm. off with toilet paper. Oh, oh ours. Oh, yeah, yeah. I know yeah. that sounds weird, but yeah. I, I woke up and I went a distance to use the restroom area, and I uh, was coming back, and I saw something scurrying over a small rise and we were down at the bottom of a creek bed and i saw something's butt wiggling shimmying up over a the hump for a minute a second and a half mm-hmm. just to like a second and i'm like what the hell could it have been and it was what i imagined a wolverine's mm-hmm. ass well you with, thought it was a caribou at first no that was a different time okay <laughs> yeah i saw a caribou run okay down yeah, that yeah, hill. Did, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. yeah i've only seen two <clears throat> not like in the wild like that no yeah, just two. I've only seen two. I don't think I've seen one. I don't know. I've seen like badgers and stuff. A wolverine? I don't know. Yeah. Can't see. You got to do the call. The wolverine call? Yeah. 
You don't just see them. It's not just a critter that you... Well, unless you put toilet paper out. <laughs> I mean... <laughs> I, saw run, I saw something run over a rise with toilet paper. I mean, with this strip of toilet paper. I was like... Here. Incredibly fast. Yeah. I mean, it was just a boom, and it was yeah. gone, but I know I saw it. I mean, I was just walking back to the tent at 6 a.m. in the morning. It was freezing fucking cold coming out of our sheep hunt, and I'm just kind of like... You know, all I want to do is get back in my bag, you know. I'm coming back to the teepee, and I just doing this thing. And I'm like, what could that have been that's that big? Mm-hmm. I mean, it had to be a wolverine. Yeah. <laughs> well, a lot of people see him up in the Brooks Range sheep hunting. Yeah. Was yeah. it in the Brooks? It was in the Brooks. Yeah. Yeah, I, I mean. Th- I've seen it in Eureka. Oh, really? Yeah. Not everyone was shooting at it. No, the guy that I was at tried to get after it, but he couldn't get to it. It was my neighbor and his like friend in the military. And that thing took off. Yeah. It was, oh, it was gone. Just gone. Yeah. 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 I well, saw one on the Deshka once on the beach playing. Oh, man, you know, what a cool key. spot to see yeah, one. Yeah, I was I don't know how many miles up. I was up a ways and I was fishing on one side and just around the bend, like kinda like summer solstice type time real late at night and it was just playing on the beach i don't know if it was trying to fish or whatnot but it was running up and down the bank and obviously a wolverine it was cool oh yeah you would know i mean i've seen coyotes on the river yeah i've seen coyotes yeah, yeah, yeah. wolves and stuff. Yeah. yeah yeah not a not a wolverine i mean i just don't think there's a lot of them no so there's not just a population where yeah are they are they like kg2 yeah. in the daytime are they more like a they're more like, like, like evening nocturnal, nocturnal type yeah. thing yeah totally i'd yeah, have yeah. to believe that yeah yeah, yeah. I mean, I think most folks are successful in seeing them or, or getting them in the wintertime. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Or they're right. trapping. Or trapping. Yeah. Yeah, but they're even kind of hard to trap. I mean, they're pretty smart. And, mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I just think it's one of those things. It's like, I'm going to say it's like great white buffalo, but <laughs> I'm a long, lifelong Alaskan, and I haven't seen a wolverine. You guys said you've seen one twice. Yeah. You know, two, you yeah, probably two. just saw a moose walking yeah. down your in how many your house in hundreds, hundreds and hundreds of days in the out oh the yeah. yeah oh right right so many that. yeah or even flying small aircraft in tight spaces looking down on open area mm-hmm. you'd see one screen i mean if you were in the right spot yeah yeah it's just not something you see yeah. we, we were talking about that at the um the baird entry event out at uh palmer house last mm-hmm. friday uh, we had the biologist um what was it, chris was his name uh and a guide that was out there and and you know, one of the hardest things to count are critters like that. You know, bears, mm. wolverines. You know, they're just they're they're hiding in the woods, man. Yeah, yeah. They're there, but you just don't see them. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, they're they're low profile. They low thick brush. Mm-hmm. They could be there, and you flying over, you don't see them. Yeah. You know, it's just maybe there are more than what we think, but yeah. Maybe they're sneaky us. too. Like, like whenever you're bear hunting, like Minnesota, we'd be bear hunting, and it's like you, you always hear like stuff like deer or like a moose. Oh, they always yeah. come crashing through the woods. But yeah. Most of the time, I would just be sitting there, kind of waiting, and boom. Yeah. They're just you right in front of you. They're just, yeah, the, those big pads. Like they're mm-hmm. so quiet. It's crazy. They they're are. Like slither. Yeah. In the woods. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Can you give us your best Wolverine call? Oh shit. <laughs> 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 <There you go. laughs> what do those things even sound like that? I just imagine they sound god awful. 
Yeah. Well, if they're in the they weasel family, maybe they're like yeah. screaming or screaming and stuff like mm. that. Because I know yeah. weasels, they scream like crazy. Right. Like, and weasels have like that musk, almost oh, like a yeah. skunk. Mm. Like when yeah. I was a kid, a weasel, oh, like a caster somehow, kind of smell. Yeah, yeah, we had a two-level house and somehow a weasel got in downstairs, ran uh. two flights of stairs up into my room underneath my bed and then must everywhere. Uh. Oh, <laughs> no. Like, what yeah. an asshole. I man. know, but yeah, it was, it was crazy. <laughs> he wouldn't move. come out underneath the bed. Yeah. And we didn't want to like shoot him under the bed like some redneck shit. And so we, we just had a big rat trap and we put some chicken on it and then we shut the door and waited 15 minutes and snap. Oh, oh, back oh nice. is that quick? Yeah, I went back in there and there he was, a little white one. Got right. him out there. You, yeah, you know what you do room. next time? Huh? You just get some toilet paper and just roll it on. <laughs> yeah, there you go, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> a little piece of toilet paper at the door. Yeah. Yeah. You might, have to, wipe, you might have to wipe and leave it in there. <laughs> <laughs> there's a little something to that toilet paper. That Let's flavor it up. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> so it went in there and like sprayed under your bed? Like yeah, it was like a musk. Yeah. It was, like it's a little gland in its ass sprayed I out. Guess, or I guess. He ran under there and we had a big, uh, we had a duck dog, big, like almost 90 pound lab just a big bruiser and so he was chasing this thing and he <laughs> ran underneath my bed and this big lab's oh, like man. about lifting the bed up and he's like just crawling and stuff and then the, obviously the weasel's like in distress and he's yeah. gonna die so then he just voided his bowels or something but mm. dude it was so bad man. Yeah. in your bedroom yeah in my bedroom too i don't even think we like like i, I was i was younger i don't even remember like pulling the bed out really just kind of like squirted some like cleaner under there and then like open the window and just, just let <laughs> air out bed, you know? yeah yeah, yeah right so I just remember yeah. laying there thinking, like, man, this stinks. Yeah. Your dad's like, I had two weasels under my bed. <laughs> like, you got this. It's all week number four. You're like, yeah, like it's still here. Still kind of smell it. Yeah. <laughs> oh, no, you're just getting used to it. Your buddy comes over and he's like, God damn, bro. <laughs> what you been doing in here? Socks under your bed? <laughs> uh, uh, let's come right back. I got to pee now. Okay. <laughs> Barney Sports Chalet, supplying hunters with the best hand-selected gear since 1963. Barney specializes in supplying hunters with the absolute best Alaskan-proven gear on the market for some of nature's most rugged and demanding terrain. Whether you're headed to the remote volcanic islands of the Alaska Peninsula in search of a brown bear, or the shale-infested glacial valleys of the Brooks Range for dull sheep, it is critical you choose the right gear for your dream hunt. Don't miss Barney's exclusive brand, Frontier Gear of Alaska. Tested from the high mountains of Tajikistan to the extreme conditions of Alaska, these products were designed for high performance and durability. Frontier Gear was derived from decades of experience hunting big game in Alaska. Paired with other top brands, it provides you the absolute best gear selection anywhere in the world. Stop in at Barney Sports Chalet in Anchorage on Northern Lights or check out their custom website and reference tool at Barney Sports. The Alaska chapter of Backcountry Hunters and Anglers. BHA is the voice of our Alaska public lands, waters, and wildlife. From national level policy work to engagement with boots on the ground projects from Kotzebue to Ketchikan. BHA performs public land cleanups, hunting and fishing clinics, and community education to help take your game to the next level. BHA's community-minded goal is to uphold our hunting and fishing legacy while keeping wild lands wild and fostering the next generation of sportsmen and women for years to come. Make sure to follow BHA Alaska for upcoming events, local brewery pint nights, and more. Stand up for Alaska public lands and waters by supporting the Alaska chapter of Backcountry Hunters and Anglers. Join us today at backcountryhunters.org. 
The Treehouse AK, your one-stop dispensary located at 341 Boniface Parkway. Be sure to ask the bud tender about their deal of the day because honestly, there's always something good on deck. And guys, listen. This is where the culture lives. At the Treehouse, their dedication to servicing consumers has been developed through a lifetime of involvement in the cannabis culture. They're committed to providing the highest quality products at whatever value your budget affords, while always maintaining the deep-rooted principles that have carried them this far. Their focus is on relationships over transactions, and you can always depend on them to treat you with the respect you deserve. Hit them up at thetreehouseak.com, and remember, you must be 21 years of age to enter their store. Uh, real quick before we get back to the show, uh, I want to give a quick shout out to our sponsors. Sponsors make this whole thing happen. Uh, just talking about earlier, we need to get our Patreon up. Patreon uh, members, uh, new and old, we are going to raffle off a giveaway. We've got a few things here at the studio that are uh, ready to ready for a new home. So, new Patreon members, uh, sign up and hit us up, and we'll uh, we'll send you something cool. I'm not going to tell you what it is, but yeah, we have a bunch of cool to stuff to out. give away we to do. some Patreon members. Uh, Patreon.com/slash Alaska Wild Project, um, or you can just go to our website, and then there's a link if you scroll down there um, to get that. And then we also have a Heather's Choice pr- uh, promo code. If you go to hers, it's Alaska Wild. Um, if you forget it, it's also on our website and on our Instagram, and you get, I believe, ten or fifteen percent off um, your entire order. What's that new pack rune that she just came out with? The pumpkin? She has a bunch. Actually, that's part of... That new oh, new? Yeah. That new new. I'm just giving a teaser, bro. I think that's teaser. part of what we're giving away. Is it? We have some of those. Maybe, maybe not. I guess it depends. A new Patreon member will have to find out. Yeah. yeah. And actually, there's some <laughs> Patreons on there. If you haven't been on there, there's like three or four podcasts that we never put out that are just like crazy stories that we put out and we plan on maybe doing some more on there. Um, stuff that maybe shouldn't go out to the general public. Um, so if you really want to get down and dirty, yeah, hit the Patreon. Are we going Shitka or what's going on there? Yeah, we actually probably need to put out that Shitka, but I th- feel like we need to have Sydney up here. <laughs> yeah. We yeah. need to have him up here oh, and we'll do this fun. and we'll yeah. do the, I kind of yeah. want to hear it too I, before it, yeah. it goes. That was like OG time. We need to have him on First there, and ever. we'll do the Shika yeah. story. Yeah. Or Dump Truck. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we have him yeah. and Dump Truck, and me uh, and you, we're yeah. going to have a hell of a I'm going to have a metal detector downstairs. Did any, <laughs> names, any names other than yours really get thrown out there? No. No. I don't think so. Yeah. You know well, you know who would be really fun to have on is the Rappin' Cabin. Captain. The Rappin' Cap- Captain. The Rappin' Cabin. Yeah. Man. Courtney would be awesome to have on. Yeah. Yeah, Google or uh, YouTube. Go to YouTube. Go to actually go to YouTube. The only YouTube. name that got thrown out of the whole. Actually, thing. go to YouTube right now, real quick, and go rapping, Captain. He was good to us, man. Oh, yeah, yeah, dude. He let yeah. us stay in his place, and he didn't know we were staying there, and neither did we. <laughs> <laughs> Walked up, the deer's just hanging there. Rapping. You go to YouTube. Oh, 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 okay. Yeah, he's pretty amazing. And so all his raps, he's like a saner. Um, down there in Sitka, and all his stuff is like all his videos and all his stuff are what like. Is it rapping, rapping, I think rapping. it's R A P P I N, and then Captain. Captain. A I N, and just no, no hook, no hook. Now hit that and search. Let's see. Oh man, 
right like fisherman or something with that or or sitka or something Itka. maybe sitka let's see oh man well there's sydney yeah go fishing put in fishing too man what was his song he had he had one that like blew up big time yeah yeah Captain, the Sitka oh, special, not, scroll, scroll down. It's crazy. It's not pulling any of his shit up. Maybe he took it down. Maybe. Man, it was amazing. Well, that's too bad. His stuff was like um, spoof. Like, what's the word? Not spoof, but. Uh, yeah. Um, what the hell, man? Dude, you I would have caught. Yeah, this. I think it's called like a spoof, right? Where you. Yeah. What was what was the stuff that. um. Weird Al Yankovic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Was yeah. that spoof? Right. No, there's another word for that. Parody? Parody. Oh, parody. yeah, there you go. Yeah. Was nice this parody? Song. Yeah, yeah, it was parody for sure. Rapping, capping, parody. Yeah. Parody, parody. Uh, man, I'm just. I'm going to search. No, we can't find it. Well, if you find it, we'll put it up and we'll link it to this thing so we can listen, let people listen to it. Yeah. Because I want people to hear that. It's hilarious. And it's good. Like, he's a really good rapper, yeah, actually. It, it's, it's, a, it's, it's a recognizable beat and song behind it isn't it yeah totally <sighs> damn yeah he like redid the uh i don't know like the migos or something like yeah one yeah, of those songs like i want to say man maybe he took it down who knows we'll see if you can find it jack yeah anyway uh, patreon anyway. you can listen to this episode <laughs> yeah yeah there's no sponsors there's no none of that at that point there's no wrong. ad reads. There's no nothing on the Patreon. That was like straight, that was the straight, underground podcast. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Actually, you should probably up. see what we've said on those. So I'm assuming you listen to that first. <laughs> We're just testing out the equipment. You know what I mean? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Here we go. Um, can you? Is can you it there? Them? Yeah. So um, search f- fishing without the G, and then a space problem. 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 And then write AK natural in one word. Problem. Oh, AK natural is this thing. That's right. Fishing problem. Fishing problem by AK natural. And then YouTube. One word AK natural. I mean, I should. Oh, yeah. There you go. Find it. There it is. (laughs) Can you get some volume on that? Oh, I'd have to Bluetooth. So I I can't. I can. I can't hold on. I'll pause it. I'll pause it, and we'll go back to it here in a minute. Yeah, we have to listen (laughs) to this. I think the Mickey Five's in this. (laughs) We absolutely have to listen to this. Go to your. Did you put your Bluetooth on? Working on it. You should be able to connect to the straight to the um, roadcaster. Um. Yeah, Courtney Howard. Yeah. Oh, bait it, set it, haul it. I think that's the one. Which one's the most popular? Bait it, set it, haul it. Yeah, maybe that. Okay. Is your Bluetooth on? I'm connected to it, it says. To the roadcaster? Yeah. All right, press play. Okay. You hear it? Is the volume up on yours? Yeah. No, the volume's up. Oh, it is up. <laughs> we gotta hear it. See about your system volume. Uh, 
new to the Mac boys. There's a, it should be on the top, right? There should be like a volume. Got it. No, you're not connected to Bluetooth. It's not, huh? No. Okay. Oh, he made some brownies in that. Okay. <laughs> oh, remember his brownies were oh, legit, yeah, dude. Yeah, they were super good brownies. Yeah. yeah his, his brownies are real good. Yeah, the hospitality, man. He's a, he's an awesome guy. Oh, it is paired to your thing, yeah, Brandon. I mean, that's what I'm saying. Nice. It says it is. I guess. All right, press play again. Is it in our headphones? No. I it's in the it's, it's in the TV. TV. Yeah, TV. Oh, maybe because you're connected to the TV too. That's weird. Well, disconnect. Maybe I'll connect. Well, why don't you just pull up the video on your phone? Well, if I connect them on this thing. Oh, people listening. Yeah. <laughs> just watch it on your own time. <laughs> no, 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 yeah. I'm saying. Uh. You hook up to it. That's what I'm saying. You have to disconnect from the Bluetooth, though. But you can, got I got you. You can I go to parent. Courtney Howard on YouTube and watch all these. I, Courtney I was just see. Okay, good. Not connected. <laughs> this went far left, guys. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> Matt, Matt, we are. We well, are. I'm invested in this point. We are allegedly <laughs> professionals and just. <laughs> Get on for the ride, Bell. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I cannot hear it at this point. I, I gotta hear it. No, yeah. I mean that's like yeah. we're invested in this 100. percent Yeah. Tap broadcaster. Yeah. Why doesn't it pull it up on my thing? And then we can take the moment to. I'm still uh, hooked up on the screen, so you would have to be, just do the sound. No, yeah, I will find so like one of these it. has like a million views. I think. Yeah, I think it was that bait. It said it. One. That one was over there. It has 10,000 views. I, we'd have to scroll down. This is the one that I recognize when he's in the boat and he's making the brownies and shit. This is the one that I know of. <laughs> <laughs> because fishermen make brownies. Okay? They have ovens on their boats. Um, go do uh, bait it, set it one. So we'll go back. Oh, there you go. I bring the fish to the dirt, out of the surf, work, this is my church, I'm always getting the urge, first, I ain't the first, give me the cash, I'm in the aft, standing on top of the last, spazzing, 300 fathoms, running a gap, just to get cussed by the captain, sending assassin, working Alaskan, find me wherever they catching, I started fishing and I caught the itch, and now every day I'm out there scratching, got my own ship, I ain't no bitch, I ain't gonna work for a fraction, lessons equipping, a skip of the jet, and we fishing in fashion, fishing it fast, and lifting the hatch, and pitching the catch, and Money is easy as catching a sweat. Uh, cucumbers, no Coca Cola. I ain't a motor. 
headed to town Feet on the sound, a feet on the ground Wait in the round, none of it flounder Add an amount to pad the account Ask my accountant, that's an encounter Over the counter, passing a check Even the doubters give me respect Bigger they are, the bigger I get fishing The rapping captain Fishing my soul, plus fishing my flesh Fishing a roll Sounds really good, dude <laughs> anyone's guess Guess I'm a flex Guess I'm a set and get fish to kiss to death Then pitch the catch and go and get some rest So I can catch my breath and go and get the rest Beat it, set it, holla it. Yeah. Beat it, set it, it, set it, 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 Good. Oh, AK yeah. Natural, YouTube. AK Natural, all one word. Go to his thing. It actually had a really good beat. Yeah. Oh, it was good. <laughs> yeah, that was awesome. awesome man. Yeah. Uh, back oh, to the nice regular bug. scheduled uh, program. <laughs> and Matt Crow, what do you do for a living? <laughs> <laughs> Bait it, said it. Yeah, what brought you to Alaska, man? Yeah, so I originally, so I grew up in Minnesota. And mm -hmm. then I went to a small uh, private school in Wisconsin for college. And I was a freshman. And then I met this girl <coughs> who's a senior. And she was from mm -hmm. Kenai, Alaska. You should never date seniors when you're a freshman. <laughs> hey, I mean, I was doing it, man. Everybody said that. And, you know, and all the seniors were like, oh, no, don't, don't date the freshman. But, you know, I was, I was rolling with it, you know. Oh, yeah. So, but, yeah, so we got together. And she moved back to Alaska. And I'm like, this girl is one in a million, like. This is it. Hell yeah. And so I was, uh, so she, she's like, well, you know, my family's in Alaska. I'm, I'm moving back. And uh, actually, to go back a little bit, uh, when I first met her, we kind of liked each other. You know, it was kind of you know, doing the dating thing. But then the summertime came. Yeah. And uh, and we still weren't officially dating. We're, you know, going back and forth. And then, um, you know, how people can, you know, like the thirst traps, you know, people post thirst traps on Instagram. Oh, yeah. Well, she knew how to give me. Because I was sitting there, it was summer break, I'm scrolling <laughs> Instagram, and this it was the fall time, right? We were going to come back to school, and she posts a picture holding this gigantic buck coho. And I was scrolling, I was like, ooh, I was like, wait a minute. I, was like, I liked I it. Her. Yeah, I was like, I immediately texted her. I said, hey, how's it going? Can't wait to see you at school. And then she, all she wrote back was, you liked the picture of my fish, didn't you? <laughs> <laughs> maybe so, yeah so that's that's the only reason i'm here is the the co-host sam and that, that's what got okay. me but you no know, we started started dating and uh back then um so i i guided in minnesota and so i had my guide license and uh i was like okay i gotta move to alaska but i need a job and so i didn't know what to do and so it was springtime of the year I gotta get a job. So back in the day, I, I went on Craigslist. Like right now, you feel like you get murdered or something. Oh but yeah, 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 but yeah. I got on Craigslist, and I, all I for some reason I watched a show about halibut fishing, and so then I was like, okay, I think I can, you know, be a deckhand on a on a halibut charter. Oh yeah, and I pulled that off, and so I went on Craigslist, and I saw all these ads for Homer, you know, halibut halibut charter. So I just shot off a bunch of resumes, didn't hear anything. 
And then shout out uh, official charters of Alaska. Chad Matthews hit me back and was like, hey, like, we just took over this business. You're hired. And I had an old stepside Chevy that wasn't going to make the drive. <laughs> so, so he calls me up. He's like, can you be here? And I think it was like two weeks or something like that. I was like, yeah, absolutely. Hung up the phone. I called up my buddy. I'm like, my truck's not going to make it. Can I trade you my truck for your blazer? And a little few less miles on it. So he's like, yeah. So I got the blazer. And then I think I just Googled some like primary towns on the Alcan. And I just took off. I didn't even plan nothing. I just, hopped, I just hopped in the blazer, started driving, and yeah, didn't plan out anything. But yeah, just got up here, started working on halibut charters, and straight to Homer. Yeah, straight to Homer. How'd yeah. you do in the salt? Salt was good, man. I I liked the salt. It was mm. obviously new, coming from the Midwest, you know. Yeah. But uh, not never got seasick, you know. It just it was fun, man. That's good. Oh, that's Homer will do that to you though. Homer's made me sick the most ever. Yeah, yeah. It's just, I don't know what that, what, it was always what those days where it was like, you know, it was, a, it was a like a storm was a couple of days ago, so there's still those long rollers oh, still yeah. evening yeah. out stuff like that. I feel bad people pay for like a ro- long range charter out to like the Barren Islands or something, and they're Holy just shit. puking in a bucket yeah, all day long. You know, yeah, yeah. But we specialized in long range halibut charters, so yeah, a lot of those big, big old butts. Yeah, really? yeah. what was yeah. the biggest one you guys ever got? Huh? So our we weren't getting a huge. Ours was just shy of two hundred. Was okay. the biggest one we had, but yep. we never. We would tell that was back when they did the derby, and we would tell folks when they got on the boat, we're like, you know, if you got a derby ticket, and it's over a hundred, like we might, we might bonk it, but if it's over a hundred, you don't have a derby ticket, it's going back a hundred percent. Like we were oh, killing okay. the big girls, yeah. we were letting them yep. spawn. Yep. Yeah, mm. yeah, yeah. That was like a rule, captain's rule. Yep, captain. We told them up front, so you stepped fish. on the boat. We're like, we don't kill big girls. No. Yeah. yeah, yeah, and then from there what? Yeah, so from there it just it gets a little squirrely, man. <laughs> like I, uh, so I I got off the the halibut charters and I kind of for somehow odd reason I somehow ended up in the medical field. So I took a little class to be a ETT, which is like below a uh, EMT, mm-hmm. and so I did that, and then I kind of transitioned into a full time respiratory gig, and then then I kind of started school for respiratory therapy started doing that and then i realized that it just wasn't it wasn't for me what does that entail so there's lots of aspects of it but it entails they can be multiple different things so like oxygen therapy so if people have like end of life or copd um sleep therapy like cpaps bipaps for Mm. um start of sleep apnea and then vents which is basically life support kind of stuff so like cooking it, yeah, you got a trach and all that kind of stuff, yeah. The CPAP is that like a real popular? Yeah, yeah. CPAP po- continuous positive airway pressure. So that's when you get the mask on, you turn on the little machine, it blows air in your in your face to keep your to keep the butt muscle in the back. Do you have some music palate. playing still yeah, or something? I feel like do, I we, do. do we got a Captain yeah, Captain Raps a lot still going? Was it on? Was it on the TV? Is that where? I think it was what you just closed. Yeah. Hold on, let's be quiet for a second. Well, I'm I'm starting to, uh, like, I know almost every other dude I know has a CPAP. I'm yeah, start, it's, it's super to learn. common. Yeah, well, yeah, I'm it's like, crazy common. And yeah. I'm, I'm pretty sure I'm a candidate. Like, I'm, yeah. oh, man. Oh, 100% you, are you, you're a candidate. Oh, yeah. Do you wake up feeling tired? Not like so you, much. Okay. I, I mean, I, I feel like I'm, I have goods and bad nights, I think, when I snore real, real bad. I'm yeah. not. 
I'd say if there's seven days in a week, five nights, I'm, I get pretty good sleep. Okay. You know? I don't yeah. Does anybody say always Yeah, snoring. you get good sleep. <laughs> yeah, if you're feeling <laughs> the point. CPAP's for everyone else. <laughs> yeah, right. That's yeah. very true. Man. Yeah. Do they have the thank you for sheep that out? Pap. Ooh, sheep pap. I had a lot of guys ask me like, "I'm going on a hunting trip. Can I can I take this with me?" And so they make like little alligator clips, and you can put them to like a 12 volt battery yeah. and take them fishing and hunting and stuff like that. So people take them. Yeah, I mean, I hear guys traveling with them to hotels. Yeah, mm-hmm. I'll bring them in their suitcase or. Have their own kit or whatever. <laughs> this just reminds me, dude. I went to this conference in Juneau, and they paired us up. And it's like mostly all women, and so they paired like two dudes, me and some other dude I never met from like went to Juneau, and he was from Fairbanks or something. And he rolls in, he's a really cool dude. He's like, oh man, we went and had a good night. And at the end of the night, he pulls in and says, "Hey man, I meant to tell you, <laughs> I brought this, but I brought this for you." <laughs> I was like, "What?" And he pulls out this suitcase. And it's the whole machine, plugs it in, full thing. I was like, "Dang, Darth Vader shit!" He's yeah, like, yeah. "Don't worry, you are gonna sleep good tonight." This <laughs> <laughs> is gonna be quiet. Up <laughs> oh man, it was this major contraption though. Oh, it looks like dude. a yeah, yeah it's oh, crazy. It's They're kind of like a white dude. noise machine almost. Yeah. When we're not wearing it, you hear it. Yeah, because I've had like hunting buddies where they they turn it on. It's kind of nice, like you know. Yeah. But yeah, and it keeps them from snoring. So yeah. hey, that's good. Yeah, John that needs that. But it was a whole like suitcase. Oh, oh yeah, whole it's another. like a pack thing. Yeah, yeah. I mean, the little machines like you know they could be this big. Yeah. Yeah. I bet they'll get better with them and make them smaller. They're getting smaller. They make mini ones. They make travel ones. Or yeah. Like the teeny little ones. Yeah. Do they really? Yeah, little portable ones. Like a, the short battery life and that yeah, kind little, of thing? Or? Yeah, or you can actually plug them in, too. Okay. So if you do want to, like, fly with them, or I had, like, a Harley guy. He would, like, put in his little side saddle bag, and, you know, <laughs> go across country, you know. <laughs> I, I can only imagine once you start doing that, like, therapeutic sleep shit where you adapt to the CPAP and the breathing and the contraption. So you only roll over certain ways. And mm-hmm. I imagine when you get set to that, you can't just go cold Turkey and go on go a camping back. trip and be like, no, oh, I don't have my CPAP. Go I got to pack. Yeah. Like these dudes are taking generators and shit up to their moose camp. Oh yeah. For their CPAP. So Kayla can run a CPAP and in, in, yep. in moose camp. Oh, in your camp. No, not at our camp, but their moose camp They're They haul a generator. And so they can lights. But it's really for. I bet his, all four of you boys could plug in that thing. <laughs> oh, I mean, I'm, I'm thinking to myself, I'm like, okay, that makes sense. Like, <laughs> I can live without it. a generator on so many levels, but if you were just a dude that was a chronic snorer, which I am, and you weren't weren't living that life for say nine months straight, mm-hmm. you know, you get plugged onto a, you know, hung over on a cot. At a bad angle, just yep. <laughs> <laughs> just scaring you guys already out. know, right? Oh, oh I know. Oh, yeah. I know. All you need is a sleep study now, buddy. No, but you oh, know, actually, I'm on another note, sure for more travel wise, I was talking to Stephen Peters, and he uses the mouth guard, and he says it okay, works yeah, really, really good. good. Okay, he yeah, says yeah. he's like I had to, like this girl was going to leave him. Yeah, yeah. yeah it's just brother. a mouth guard. Yeah, it's a mouth guard, and it makes his like lower jaw jut out. And it just opens the passageway. Yeah. Says it works really good. Wow. Says his jaw did hurt like for a couple of days the first time because he got used to being in that weird position. Yeah. But he says now it's like he has to have it. Wow. And it's just a mouth guard. Yeah. Yeah. That's cool. He brought it to Homer, which was, you know, nice. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he didn't for you, snore. For everybody else that. He ended up sleeping in a different room, so oh, I didn't okay. hear. But 
It's real nice of him. Checking them out. I, that's that that one right there. Oh, the blue. Yeah. No, 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 no. To the right. Well, that's the comfort the, blue. That's, the that's new anti-snoring nice chin strap. That's what you need to be. Chin strap. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that, that's that looks transportable. That, that's for people who, who use a, a nasal mask. And oh, okay. so they have to keep their mouth shut so the air goes into their nose. Uh, so some, you relax, oh. open your mouth, then the air just goes in your nose, out your mouth, and then you wake up with a cotton mouth. So some ah. people physically just strap it down. <laughs> yeah, chin strap, strap that mouth shut. I don't want to feel like I'm going to jail when I go to sleep, man. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what, a, what a preparation. Yeah, it's not it, attractive. No, yeah, dude. No, it's, okay, honey. It's so uncomfortable. Put Matt, my chin strap have, on. Do you have any sort of sleep? sleep? No. You're good? I, I'm yeah, my wife says that I, I'll the classic signs of sleep apnea. Like I'll stop breathing for like a second, get like, like wake myself yeah, yeah, up. Yeah. So, but I mean, I, I always seem kind of rested. I mean, I never <laughs> sleep anyway. I'm always doing something, so I don't really sleep in general. So, I, I don't like think that's it can be what a, I'm doing actually. What you yeah, just, that is what you're yeah, doing. Yeah, you just constantly go go oh, go, go go go. Yeah, yeah I think that's the apnea nap thing. In there and just <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but you stop. can't use those and be like a stomach sleeper. Oh, yes, yeah, yeah I'm no. a stomach sleeper. I can't. Yeah. I couldn't use one of them. Yeah. Yeah. I do the Breathe Right strips. Oh, yeah. Those are nice. Yeah. That works okay. They're no. okay. Yeah. I'm thinking that with the mouthpiece. Yeah, you'll be <laughs> good in the chin strap. Yeah, you go get the whole apparatus. <laughs> Darth Vader, we call it. We call it Darth Vader. Yeah. What I don't want is the CPAP, and what I don't want is the deviated septum surgery. That's not bad. Okay. I had that. And you, I can smell stuff, breathe stuff. I mean, it was amazing. Oh, man, you're I'm, the only maybe person. Tangy and Freshie both got it after me from the same doctor. And the one doctor that does it up here, she went to, a, like, a fellowship for it, and she's the one. She's the one you go to. She's really good. Okay. Well, this is encouraging, Who Jack. else got it? Tangy and Freshie. Remember oh, really? Tangy Freshie got hit with that hockey puck and broke his nose? Oh, oh yeah. And then after Freshie and I could smell cider, then Tangy was like, oh, shit, I need to be able to smell cider, too. Freshie got it. Uh, Tangy got it, too, huh? Yep. We all had the same person. Awesome. And, the, and she'll be noses? like, I'll give you whatever nose you want, too. And I was like, I just what? want my regular nose. What do you mean? Oh, like reconstruction yeah. of your nose? Of the bone in there? So re- she can like reshape. You could be like, oh, I want, you know, a B Hollywood actor nose. And boom, she'll give you that one. But not she was showing me pictures. It's like no, it's like because the the surgery she does is partially plastic, so oh. so she can do that. And <clears throat> she decided to stick with. She that? was showing me pictures right before I went under. I was like, nope, nope, nope. And she's like, well, this one. Jack. I was nice. like, what's your favorite one? And she showed me some like <laughs> the actor guy I'd never seen. It. I was like, I don't want it. <laughs> yeah. Did any yeah. of the other boys get it? Uh, no, no, none of the other ones. You'd have to ask Justin, but um, their CJ's <laughs> brother had his done in Columbia, and they asked him the same thing, and he said no, and they did it, and they gave him like a Hollywood actor nose. <laughs> Whoa! Did yeah. he like it though? Yeah, he loves it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> They're like, trust me, yeah. you're gonna want this when you wake up. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Alex isn't be mad at me, but Damn. Yeah. yeah. I've heard oh, the that's horror stories. Good. Yeah. I've heard the horror stories. Oh, it's amazing, man. Like the like the um, bleeding and the. Oh, um, nosebleeds and the it, no, it, you had that. You can do stuff for a while. You had like, then you have stuff up in your nose for a while. Yeah, well, you mean it was well, like one week, one week or so, bit. and I couldn't play hockey for two or something. Well, I've heard of it coming back, like the deviation re, really re shapes itself, and then you you kind of go. I don't want to say like back to where it was, but it 
I think that there, it depends what it is. And, um, there's different things they do for different types of problems. The problem for, I think a lot of the people and why she's so good is since she had this fellowship, she can also do the plastic surgery. And a lot of it is like when you try to breathe in really hard and like plug one part of your nose, it'll collapse the other side. Well, that's cartilage that's holding it out and you mm-hmm. need more cartilage grafted and that's plastic surgery. So people oh. were doing the surgery without that, that you're not going to have not the strength. Well, they, they were carving too much stuff. They were carving the, it or changing the pathway or whatever, but not providing the strength on the outside of the cartilage. Oh, so it would just collapse outside back of the down. Nose. Yeah. And so this, this that's person That's what's does happening that. with these dudes because that's exactly what it sounds like they're experiencing. Yeah. So anyway, she's mm. really, really good. Did she do well, the lips changes. too? My lips? <laughs> I didn't know my lips looked that good, <laughs> but so thank you. Dude. Thank you very much. Oh, they look nice. I didn't so know they were so nice. <laughs> <laughs> and back to Matt. All right. yeah. <laughs> wow. Okay. Well, you started it. You yeah. talk, started. Yeah, I, I, got you, I was. Yeah. Didn't think I was going to get the plastic surgery. I mean, I, asked, know, whatever. Yeah. I just asked a question. Yeah. You answered it well. We just curveballed mm. the shit out of the damn thing. <laughs> it's all good. So then, what? What happened after? Uh, yeah. So then, so I got in the medical field. God, I just realized, you know, it wasn't for me. And I'm just a backwoods bumpkin. I'm like, I need to get back. Minnesota? To, yeah, I need a whole board, don't you know? So I was like, <laughs> I, I need to get back to, you know, the out, kind of the outdoor industry and stuff. So mm. I applied at um, um, University of Alaska Southeast mm-hmm. for their fisheries program. And so got in. That's where the that. wrapping captain went. Oh, there we go. <laughs> so I missed my opportunity. Could have gone with them. But you're uh, the captain in the beginning of the song. You fucking idiots! <laughs> <laughs> Eat that fish. <laughs> That's Sitka. The guy was from Sitka. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. yeah. Go, yeah. Matt. Go. But, but yeah, no. Um, so I graduated. <laughs> I graduated from there, and uh, I got my my first official job in fisheries was working for um, ADF&G in Kenai um, on the Chinook sonar program. So that was super oh, cool. I yeah. mean, I was a kid in a candy Bad, store. Like, oh, yeah. I, it was boring. One. Oh, yeah. It was, yeah. <laughs> Two. Anybody else is probably crazy boring, but I had a full-on, like, log book on, on the side of, like, my actual oh, work. It was very important. And I was, like, documenting everything. My boss had to tell me. It's like, hey, like, you know, like, uh, pick it up. You don't have to document everything. But I wanted to know, like, for f- past or future reference, like, yeah. every single oh. fish that was coming in and what time, what time of day so I could, mm. you know, yeah. fish them. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. 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 You named them? Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> so were you up on the hill there? or No, so actually the, um, the it's on River Mile 14 on the lower Kenai. And there's, so there's uh, four main river sonars, and there's a back channel, so there's one more sonar back there. Mm-hmm. And then there's like a little tent campsite. And so we would go out to the tent, and then there's like little memory drives, mm-hmm. and that's where we would collect all the data then we'd take it back to the ADFG office and then plug it in, download it, and then count it. 14, okay. is that like Centennial-ish? That's down, uh, you know where Riverbend Resort is? Off of uh, Kenai Spur. You know where uh, Big Eddie? Yeah. You know where Big yeah. Eddie? So yeah. Just, yeah. just down around, from around the corner, oh. downstream okay. from Big okay. Eddie. So that's up above Pillars. Yeah. That's still technically lower? Yeah, that's lower. Yeah. Where's oh, the lower marker? Lower marker? I what think makes it lower? Isn't the lower marker like the Solano? I thought yeah, it was the, the bridge. bridge. The bridge, yeah. yeah. And then oh, okay. up from that is like technically yeah. middle. <clears throat> yeah. Boulder Garden up there, yeah. Okay, and then yeah. it goes into uh, um, 
Bings and all that. Yep, Bings middle. goes past the Naptown Rapids and then up, up into Bings. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. So the bridge down. So yep, how do they? Down. How do you tell the difference between like a king and a red on the sonar? So there's there's a measuring criteria, uh-huh. and so I I believe every fish had to be seventy five. Um, I think it was centimeters. Don't quote me on uh-huh. that. I have to look it up. It's been a while. But and anyway. the sonar can tell how big the fish oh, is. Oh, yeah. The sonar is crazy. The sonar was actually, if I remember right, it was developed by the military, actually. And then they started using it for fisheries because okay. it was so good. But you can see um, Chinook when they're, obviously, you can measure them when they're on screen. But mm-hmm. a Chinook, usually, the sockeye usually come up in pairs. And they're always, like, really yeah. swimming. Mm. When a Chinook comes on the screen, that sucker is big mm. tail sweeps the center of it's called a sonic dead zone when mm. the the sonar image is shooting out um it'll kind of go dead in the center of mm. the king for whatever reason they think maybe it has to do with like natural like predatory stuff like because orcas hunt them and stuff mm. um so yeah when you're looking at the king the center of it looks almost like a dead zone so size how it swims the dead zone the middle and Usually, a king would be main channel of the river by itself. Mm-hmm. Sockeye like to swim with little pairs. You see him come up two by two. Mm-hmm. Big old king, she's she's rocking in the main mm. main current right about there, about yeah. twenty meters out. Yeah, just trucking. Yeah, it's in a, it's got its own lane of the river. Pretty much, yeah. Because yeah. I mean, sockeye they <coughs> they like to stick right close to the bank, and so you mm-hmm. see one is hugging the bank, and sometimes you catch the king going close, but usually the king's like a main stem. Like going in the main thing, silvers are typically like the sockeye. They like to hang closer to the bank. Pinks are the crackheads. <laughs> the pinks oh, no, you see them all over the yeah, other. Yeah, yeah. Shoot across <laughs> river, comes right back, goes up down. Like there's no, they're just crazy. Yeah, yeah. Oh, that's funny. But yeah, so you can definitely a bunch tell. Of energy. Yeah, a lot of people they go and be like, oh, how can you tell? How can you tell? And count? it can't be that accurate. And it's like we'll go into the office yeah. like. You can not know what you're doing, and you know it's a king. How, so how you about, count them individually. Oh, yeah. Yep. Yeah. You count them. You so you is um, a little cursor. You put them on the measuring, and then you hit F for fish, and then it counts it. And that goes for all the reds too. No. So in the very early on, like like in May, like some of the Russian river reds would trickle in, mm-hmm. and we count them for like a little while to kind of give the Russian river guys like a heads up on oh, okay. the estimate, kind of what's coming. But after, like, you know, when the main push of reds come, that's a separate sonar. So there's an actually group of guys who only count reds. Oh. And we were the Chinook side counting. Oh, gotcha. Counting the and they have to yeah. count them like that? It's yeah. like a digital counter? Yeah. For for us, it was, a, you know, a one-by-one one king. I The red guys, I don't want to speak for them, do misinformation. You have to reach out to them. But, yeah. yeah. I just, just count them all and minus the kings yeah i don't know if it's like a numeration thing with the king or with the with the sockeye or what but hmm. does big trout does trout or anything come up i was gonna ask dollies and like steelhead yeah early early in the year when we were counting kind of around the time you would see a fish like you know it wasn't a sockeye and it was small enough you, you it definitely wasn't king so you're like yeah what is this i, I would think maybe it was a some kind of native fish or rainbow or dolly you know yeah okay yeah. That was kind of like reddish sized, yeah. But it was not the yeah. big king, like you said earlier, with the big yeah. It was more, and, and you that. could tell like the reds are they were a little thicker. This thing was more like slender, mm. you know. You could tell mm-hmm. a sea run yeah. dolly of some sort, yeah, or, something like that. Or, yeah. You know, yeah, that's cool. Yeah, that's, no, it was cool. Yeah, I've never heard. Yeah, the breakdown of yeah, how it works. It's awesome. Yeah, no, definitely. I've always wondered, they, and you you mm-hmm. go down to that river and you hear those numbers and you think mm-hmm. about. What goes into the process? Yeah, and I've well, seen the setups on the Deshka, mm-hmm. 
and I think it's probably something similar, but the, the Kenai is a whole other yeah. animal. So we, as far we would as use Aeris sound metrics with our sonar. They used to use, like, what was it, Ditson or something like that. It was an older style, but the, their sound metrics are amazing. And you can actually look it up online. Mm. If you Google the Kenai Chinook King Salmon Sonar Project, there's a whole, like, PDF file of the, where the sonars are, how we measure, where they are, everything. Oh, wow. So anybody who has a question about it, it's like, oh, how can you tell, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. They get list out in detail what all we do. Oh, that's yeah. cool. Yeah, and you can stop I mean, I'm pretty sure you might want to ask first but i'm pretty sure to be open to you know call them and go check them out on in yeah. see how they do it yeah yeah, yeah, yeah it's not a big secretive smoke and mirrors thing that people no, think you know yeah and it's on the bottom shooting up no so the so there's gonna be four sonars on on both sides of the riverbank and one each so say we're on the left side of the riverbank one sonar is going to be shooting kind of like uh, they call it the near shore sonar mm-hmm. so it's only going to shoot out like a short distance and then there's the far offshore sonar which is going to shoot clear across the halfway across the river mm. and then same thing with the other side like so you're mm. yep so you're counting the close fish and the far fish mm-hmm. and then the sonars on the other side are shooting so you you cover the whole river wow. by the four sonars and then the back channel one is just like a little back slough and so that one's just there just to make sure, like, you know, King's, like, yeah. slipping in. Sometimes they would. Sometimes yeah. they would tool in the back, slew to slip on the back way and count them. And that was fun because it was so yeah. close. You could see everything on the on the King. Oh, yeah, really, really close. Yeah, yeah. I bet it got a nice little break going over there. No yeah, push, slows, no slows down. Like, uh, yeah, yeah. yeah. sometimes they just kind of <laughs> hang there. Yeah, and it was always really cool. You could see, um, well, you could see, like, the a boat would go by and you could see kind of see like the propeller like thing and then you could see the uh, duck butts when they're swimming on the top of the river uh, it kind of looks like a little duck, duck butt with little paddles yeah yeah and then we'd see uh seals they would oh. chase the kings you see the king just trucking and the seals would go and like swipe at them and stuff like that and yeah it was, wow. it was that was cool you yeah, know i've never seen seals. seals in the kenai yes i have i take that back oh they're all over the eagle lower. rock yeah, you yeah. silver, silver. So. Yeah, no, they're all. Back. Yeah. I have seen those. Yeah, they're all the way up to ski, like I heard. Oh yeah. Oh really? Oh, mm-hmm. yeah. That. In the dunes, you mm-hmm. see them in the dunes. Yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah have you ever the seen them up, up the Sioux? The Sioux Sentinel River. Mm-mm. Seen them August, end of August, at the Yetna confluence with the Sioux Sentinel. With the Sioux Sentinel, yeah. with the big sandbars, I've seen. 20 of them laying on there in the sun. Man. Wow. All upside down with their bellies out. Yeah. <laughs> wow. And I'm like, I mean, I've seen them all the way up to the Deshka, too. Yeah, they're crazy. Yeah. Yeah. And after Kings, I mean, that's pretty wild how far they'll travel in fresh water like that. I yeah. know. Yeah. Must be a really great food source. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah, especially on the lower. I mean, those things are fat and oh happy. My God. Like, they're just, yeah. A seal yeah. getting a 50-pound king? Yeah. Damn, I, I saw a lot of them. A lot of them missed, though. Like, I thought oh, I'm sure. I thought it was like a king being so big that those things would just wreck them. But yeah. from what I saw, they were they would definitely swipe at them. And that's when you see, like, you know, the big, big cut on the side. So they, mm-hmm. but they were pretty wily. Like, they, you could tell they made it. But, wow. Then what? So from there, I finished <laughs> out that season and kind of halfway um, into this, I had been like a hobby rod builder, or whatever. And, uh, so I started Alaska Rodco as a hobby, and then at that point, when my season ended at ADF and G, I really started getting in the rods full time. And then by the time it came back for, because it was a seasonal position, it came back the next season. My boss was like, "Hey, like you come back to the seminar," and I had to. I kicked it around. I finally messaged him. I was like, 
I can't swing it. Like I can't commit to two things at once because I didn't have time to do either or. So mm. I just went full in on the rods. Nice. Whoa, awesome. whoa, hold, hold on, back up. Yeah. That's great that you got into the rod thing. Mm-hmm. But w- when did you build a rod? What spurred? What when you? I'm going to build my own rod and I caught my first fish and I'm going to make a business. Where did that happen? So the rod building journey got to me just for from rod repair. It's like it's growing up. Growing up, there we was go. just, I mean, because my dad was a guide, so we had, like, 30, 40 old rods sitting around all the time. You know, guides popping off, tips snapping. And everything so, needed maintenance exactly. all the time, Exactly. Right? So you learned how to wind the guides on and everything. And then, so that's where I kind of, like, started getting it. Okay, I'll repair the rod. And then it was about 2019 when I was like, okay, you know what? Like, I like... I was getting into spay fishing. I like spay fishing. So I was like, you know, I'm instead of just dinking around, kind of like adding parts to my stuff, I'm going to make a full spay rod. So I ordered all the stuff. It was cheap China junk, all the parts, but I rolled that thing and it was like holding my newborn. Oh, I just, I, I picked that spay yeah, rod up yeah. off the lathe and I was like, this is it. The thing was a polished turd, but as soon as I picked it up, I was like, <laughs> it's my baby. I love this. You know, I'm not into tying flies and all this kind of stuff. Before that, it was just fishing was my hobby, but I don't know. It was just like, it just it's like hitting a drug. As soon as yeah. I picked it up, I was like, this is it. This is it. And so, and I wanted to, you know, do it full time eventually. And so I was like, you know, there's guys out there have been building rods for 40 years. So I was like, well, you know, how am I ever going to get to How do you compete point? with that, right? Yeah. yeah so I was like... So if I'm going to do it, and it was easy for me because I was so addicted to it, but I just started to do it over and over and over. I would go to bed, I would lay at night and just think, I want to I want to be out there building that rod. And I just did it over, and a few hundred times later, <laughs> <laughs> I finally felt like I got up to the professional quality level and just kept going. Wow. Yeah. How many rods do you think you built now? I know it's not in the thousands, but it's it's the high triples. I know that, yeah. but I wouldn't say it's in the thousands yet. But yeah, that's cool. Yeah. That is cool. Yeah. What a high, though, huh? Oh, it's I mean, high. just to like, yeah, feel like you struck something that you're like, wait, maybe I could, yeah, do something with this, right? It was the first time that, well, and going back to <clears throat> when I first started out. So going back to how Alaska Rodco kind of started, um, I really liked the name Alaska Rodco. I was like, yeah, because everybody's got, like, you know, this custom rods or, you know, Matt. So I could have just made a crow custom rods. Mm. That was kind of good. Yeah. But I was like, Alaska doesn't have its own brand. And because I actually, I was fishing on the anchor and I broke my favorite fly rod. Mm. And I had to send it out to the lower 48 to get repaired. And I was like, well, this kind of sucks. I'm like, I'll just go buy a rod from Alaska. Googled it. Nothing. I was like, I can, there's no rod companies here. And I reached out to some manufacturers at the time. Like, hey, would you ever consider making a special line for Alaska for all of us up here so we wouldn't have to do all this stuff? Yeah. And it was always like, oh, no, we got a situation here, whatever. So I was like, you know what? I'm going to do it. <laughs> so I just I went on social media. I started the name Alaska Rodco and just kind of forgot about it. And then all of a sudden people randomly started finding it. And they didn't even know the rods. They started messaging me and say, hey, can we get a rod from you? Like, they just want to try something new. Yeah, and I was like, can we get a rod yeah. from you? And I was like, oh, you know, I'm still, like, researching out everything, you know. And uh, and so I was like, okay. And then 
what really hit me is I started like piddling that like nothing. I, f- I was at that point where nothing I did I felt was perfect enough. I'm kind of a perfectionist in that mm. way. And uh, to well, finally, yeah, and a guy called me and said, "Can I get twenty of my ro- twenty of your rods for my season?" Oh wow! And I was like, "Wait a minute, yeah. there might be something to this. Like people want these rods," and th- and I was still hesitant. And my wife said to me, "She's like, people want these rods, and you're ready." And I just kept saying, no, no, I'm not ready. I'm not ready. And uh, and then she said, okay. She's like, you're coming with me. So she took me to the nearest fly shop. She handed me the most expensive rod in that shop. She said, here you go. Brand X, 950 bucks compared to yours. I said, oh, yeah, well, this thing, you know, epoxy's not a straight. The stripper's off kilter. You know, it's not spying correctly. Start going, yeah, yeah. She's like, yeah. It's like, your rods are good. They're any bit as good as this. She's like, you can do it. So she pushed me, and it just kind of snowballed what it is. That's a great story. Yeah, nice plug, yeah. dude. Yeah. I, yeah nice so plug for the wife. I there, wouldn't dude. be here, and Alaska wasn't for her, and Alaska Rodka wouldn't be a thing. It wasn't for her. Well, and it seems, I mean, if I'm just being honest, as an Alaskan guy, yeah, Alaska something has got a lot of names. Like Alaska, where he plugs AK this, 907 that, yeah, Alaska yeah, yeah. this. Alaska the f- Wild Project. Alaska Wild Project. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> but to your point, no one makes it like That's exclusive. crazy that no one does I that. I mean, nobody yeah. did it. That, yeah. was, that must have been kind of like, what? Really? Like, yeah, I was just some old cron- yeah. Some old dude from the 70s isn't making rods somewhere? Yeah, and then there was like some and there like are guys custom, that are custom doing guys. It. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I like I got this vision for like like R.O. Winston. Montana has R.O. Winston. Right. Mm-hmm. Scott has, you know, Colorado. I was like, where's our representation? You know, yeah. like Alaska's such a tight knit, just cool bunch of fisher people, you know. I'm like, you know what? Like it'd be cool if we could have our own brand, you know? Yeah. And so that's and that's yeah, just how it spiraled and you know, and that's what pushes me for, for the quality aspect too, because like if it bears the name Alaska, it's, it's gotta, gotta be, be well, it's yeah. gotta be top tier. It is yeah. as much as like, you know, we bring up anything like COVID related, it feels like you say twenty nineteen. Yeah. So rolling forward, there's like two years where you probably had shit tons of bench time, mm-hmm. and you could just build rods during the quarantine time if you had a bunch of materials, right? Yeah, well, it was kind of a blessing in disguise that I started around that time because as of, as of that time, so many companies were getting stuff overseas, and then and they couldn't, you yeah, know, hit the fan, and then yeah. there now was production goes to production hell went to hell, and so mm-hmm. I learned right away. I'm like, I'm not putting out a whole bunch of rods, and then people step on them. They're, you know, and their dog breaks it, and it's, you know, a month out. Yeah. Like, that's their whole fishing season. Yeah. And mm-hmm. so I was like, okay, so if I make a rod, it's it's expensive to do this way, but if I make you a rod, you buy it, I build a clone, and I hold it. And I try and kind of keep, like, double inventory almost. Oh, so uh-huh. you get an oopsie, then it's, then it's just, whoop, here's your tip. You know? So I try and keep ahead of everything like that. And it's, you know, as I get bigger and bigger, you just keep scaling up, scaling yeah. up. But that's kind of how you got to swing it because you never know what the economy is going to do, all this kind of stuff. So you got to, that's kind of yeah. how you got to play it. And that's kind of how I learned it in the pandemic, you know? Well, yeah. When you said 2019, I'm like, oh, man, if you're starting a hobby where you need to invest time mm-hmm. in something, it was a great opportunity, like building yeah. a business or. Yeah, developing a yeah. podcast or whatever. Yeah, there's so know, many like, businesses in 2020. Yeah, I mean, well, I mean it's just yeah. you're yeah. you're really a, another really cool story of what is like birthed mm-hmm. from a, a tilt time where you're like go full send in it. Yep, I have time to do it. 
and then now here we you pop out two years later mm-hmm. and shit's rolling right yeah it was crazy and i didn't i didn't expect the amount of like community that came out for it too and i that's the support local man oh, yeah. Yeah, that, sure. that chokes so, me up a little bit support man, man, I, you get alaska okay, supports man. each other man it's so nice yeah. So beautiful that Alaska does that. Yeah, yeah. I, I tell people all the time, I start Iowa Rod Company. Nobody would have cared. Yeah. yeah. But it was just the, the amount of people who showed up and just didn't know me from Adam. It was like, hey, let me let me take pictures of your rods for you. Here you go. Just totally free. You know, just here for, here's for advertisement or your website. Yeah. Or let me help you with your website. Or let me go demo this rod for you and stuff like that. And it was just just an overwhelming that's awesome yeah so then that's what kind of got me too for the quality i'm like i'm i'm rolling rods for these people like they gotta be they gotta be alaskan Mm. yeah Yeah. so you were talking about earlier uh off camera but or off um mic but uh like your turnaround like on on your warranty what's Mm -hmm. that look like yep so warranty typically be about a week you know if things are getting pretty crazy and hectic i like tell people one to two weeks but i try and keep it within a, a one week turnaround time yeah because nobody wants to do that no no nobody wants to bust a rod and then you know so sit around with it that jake swung in the cider today and he he had just told me he just dropped off his sage that he broke to go get fixed he you know he wants to use it on our fishing trip we have coming up and uh they told him 18 weeks what 18 <laughs> a year and a half at a, yeah. lo- at a local shop here in alaska or no you, you, ship it back you have to, to send it back to the manufacturer mm. you know but sage was like one of these companies like growing up that man you broke it you send it yeah, in right away it was yeah. free for yeah. them to fix it now you pay for shipping and there's a fee to fix it um but it you know we were like man it would be so awesome if we could have someone local and i told them you know what well, we're you know we're gonna talk about tonight so <laughs> yeah, yeah. We'll, we'll learn some more but uh we'll yeah like code. what like as all alaskan <laughs> like you have like such a s- short window to fish you know yeah. and um you know you, you're getting into like the middle of summer and got 18 mm-hmm. weeks you know or you got you know one week um yeah and the, good quality yep absolutely yeah and wow. with like alaska too like you're going on a fishing trip like you fly all the way down to like the aleutians or something yeah. like that like you're taking that sucker way out there and so you're gonna want to trust that rod too like warranty is one thing but making sure that you're pouring your heart and soul yeah and you're testing the fire i think yeah I think before you ship it to the customer yeah because i mean that would just be the biggest letdown. Oh, there. You get out to like yeah. world class or Bristol Bay and trip of a lifetime. Just falls apart. Exactly. Nobody wants to fish backup rods. They used to have backup TFOs and yeah, stuff dude. like that. So no. like nobody wants to like bust out the backup rod oh, for no way, man. You know? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Let's That's turn into fun. kid rods. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah they, do. they will be kid rods. They love them though. They oh yeah, dude. Oh rods. man, you better oh, yeah, be ready for them to snap oh, that shit. thing, oh, step yeah, on man. that thing. No, oh yeah. man, just just yep. a good old ugly stick with an ambassador on it. You have good yeah. old ugly yeah. stick. My youngest yeah. doesn't even have the end, the tip on it. You don't know. Cut it back. <laughs> Took some dikes and just, <laughs> just <Yeah>. cleaned it. Let's take a quick break. We'll come back and do trivia, and then I want to do the full nerd out on. The process of making these rods oh. and uh hell yeah and all the different kinds that you got too tailored restoration 24-hour emergency home services helping alaskans restore their dreams since 1972 services include fire water mold post-emergency cleaning repair and remodeling 
Tailored has an emergency response number with trained professionals available to help you at any time, day or night. Give them a call in Anchorage, Eagle River, Matsu, or Fairbanks. Make an appointment today at tailoredrestorationalaska.com. Total Truck and Alaska Overlander, Alaska's premier supplier for custom automotive accessories and overlanding products. Providing all-inclusive rental vehicles and trailers custom outfitted to explore the Alaskan backcountry with a unique and convenient traveling experience. At Total Truck, you can find brands such as ARE, RSI Smart Caps, Goose Gear, iCamper, Front Runner, Rigid Lights, Rhino Linings Bed Liners, and everything you need to outfit your truck or SUV. Alaska Overlander provides 4x4 vehicles and expedition trailers, custom modified for Alaskan adventures and outfitted with rooftop tents, fridges, and all the camping and cooking gear you need to start exploring. Visit them at alaskaoverlander.com. Yeah, there is a left and right there. Um, Alexia, I know what I want for Father's Day. <laughs> <laughs> um, what would you suggest? Um, I want to say the majority. Of, I do have a nine ten. I have an eight. Okay. But I want something fancy for trout. Okay. What? Where? Where are you? Um, the I would like say the majority is Kenai, Willow, um, Golcana. Okay. Are you like for the Kenai? Are you doing like upper Kenai a lot? Upper middle, Kenai. Middle Kenai? Like what's your bread and butter? Uh, upper Kenai mostly because I have okay. a raft. Um, okay, but I yeah. do go with my brother on his boat in the middle. But I would say majority is upper it's Kenai. Upper. Okay. And you said you already got a nine. I got nine, a nine. Eight, I got nine, a nine, ten. ten. I got an eight. Um, but like I said, those are like, I'm ready to like pass them down. So yeah, I'm looking for something for, for, yeah, for me. Okay. What are you like throwing? Are you throwing like. Nymphs, are you throwing beads? Uh, mostly, mostly style? beads. Mostly beads. Okay. Yeah, mostly are beads. You, are you fishing from a boat or, or the uh, from the raft? You're fishing from the raft. Okay. Most, most of it's from the raft. Do you pull over a lot, or are you fishing actually as you're floating? I'm fishing as I'm floating. Okay. Yeah. So for that, I would do a nine six. So nine six, yeah, a fast action. So my nine six anadromous. So nine footers are really nice if you're fishing from the boat because mm -hmm. uh, for throwing indicators and beads and stuff, a 10 footer is nice to just roll cast it out there. But if you're fishing from a boat, especially a raft, mm -hmm. having that longer rod sometimes gets a little goofy when you're trying to net. Yeah. And everybody has their preference, yeah. but definitely a nine footer is it's nice like a, for like the tight raft. Space. Yeah, tight space. Yeah. You can net it easier. So yeah, a nine a nine six fast action. Well, you know, you can you can throw turn over your bead rigs nice. You can throw some meat. Yeah. You know. And it's it's light enough, delicate enough. You want to throw some nymphs in the spring and stuff like that, you can do that. Okay. Yeah. But All I would right. do that. Nine footer, nine six. Keep that in the back of your mind there. Yeah. Now, as far as um, like customization of them, mm -hmm. um, are you are is the customer able to choose like color combos, or that's like this is your this is your nine? Yeah, so six I, you do. Yeah, so they are production rods. So I got a okay. whole production. So the Nadramus and all them. And so what I want is yeah, like everybody that's the Alaska brand. It's their rods. But if you do want something crazy custom, like the Van Halen or something like that, you can message me and say, hey, like I want this. And yeah. then I can I can produce that, but there is a set production lineup. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Mm -hmm. Right on. Um, trivia, Jack. Well, we can do some trivia. All we right. need a jingle though. Do, 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 do. <laughs> Should we put the wrapping capping back on? 
Just put that on a button. <laughs> yeah, we need that, that on a button. On button. Eat that fish. Fucking <laughs> <laughs> idiot. <laughs> <laughs> oh, before you go into that, okay. So, what would that cost? So the traditionally, like, someone went to your website. So five forty five. Okay. Yep. Five forty five lifetime warranty. All right. Yeah. Perfect. Perfect. Like the website's Alaska Rod. AlaskaRodco.com. AlaskaRodco.com. Yep. Yeah, and then you can. I also have a thirty day. From the time that you your order is fulfilled and gets to you, you can try it before you buy it, kind of thing. Oh, okay. So uh, thirty days oh, you get wow. it, and you're just like, I paid five hundred forty-five dollars for this thing, and I hate it. Yeah. Then just contact us within that thirty days, and then I'll get your refund. And you return me the rod. Nice. There's nothing more efficient and expensive rod you hate. Yeah. Now before <laughs> we get in the trivia, one point. more question. Sorry, Jack. Yeah, yeah. I don't. I what I don't see too. is any ice fishing rods. Mm. Oh. Boy, you should look at my DMs. And actually, uh, Oliver, Oliver's got yeah. some prototypes that I sent him and stuff okay, like that. Okay, because I was chatting he with him. That, he mentioned that you had Yeah, yeah. I was like, if, yeah. if there's anybody who's going to test out some ice rods, yeah. it's, all, it's <laughs> Oh, yeah, he'll yeah. test it out for yeah, sure. Yeah, That's so. funny because we were chatting about that because he was coming to town for something. He's like, where do I get the you know, ice fishing stuff? And I was like, yeah, there's a couple <laughs> places, but there's really actually like a need. Yeah, yeah, so I've I got the feelers out there, and okay. I'm running some tests and stuff like that. So nice. it's definitely, definitely a next year project. But yeah, I got. I'm you know, I bet uh, B and J Sporting Goods would probably rock the shit out of those rods. Okay, the ice fishing rods. Yeah, yeah. man, because they have a great ice fishing section, best in Anchorage that I'm aware of. Yeah, pretty good. As far good. as yeah. rods, reels, and is all your stuff direct to consumer from the website, or do you have it in some stores? No, nope. so I'm at uh, um, my authorized dealers are Wilderness Way in Soldatna, okay, Mountain View Sports, and okay. Okay. Mossy's Fly Shop. Oh, yeah. oh perfect. Oh, and hopefully another one here soon, maybe two. Okay, right yeah. on. I had a, one quick question because I got my gears turned when you asked him for the price. <laughs> so what's like the price point of a high quality upper echelon rod? Like in general for fly fishing, er, learn me up because I have no idea. Yeah, so basically, like five forty-five is going to be like your your middle of the road, the kind of higher end kind of deal, and then the high end, like Rolls Royce looking things, are anywhere from eight hundred dollars to some are fifteen hundred. Oh no shit! Yeah, so some they get they like go over a thousand dollars. Oh, yeah. easy, easy for a good yeah. fly rod, easy mm. for sure. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And if and you go like Temple Fork or something, it's like. Yeah, then two to two to three hundred bucks. Yeah. Oh, okay. Oh, so that that would be like a G Loomis, uh, Lamaglassy kind of. Yeah, not not Lamaglass anymore, but yeah, like G Loomis, R O Winston, Scott. Okay, Lacroix or uh, not Lacroix. Um, um, my bad guys. Yeah, Saint Saint Croix. Saint Croix. Yeah, Saint Croix at Park Falls, Wisconsin. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So that's kind of like that. Yeah. All right. Yep. And then most of it. A, the price tag on a fly rod should represent kind of where it's made too. Like if it's oh. overseas, you know, like a lot of like rods produced in China and Korea, yeah. those are going to be your seventy dollars to you know. Some are even like four hundred. They're in Korea. But yeah, yeah. So it's still decently built, but but yeah, decent quality. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I got my gears turning on it. Sorry, guys. I, I just didn't know what kind of money you guys were throwing at these things. So you have two tiers. <laughs> In your your selection too, right? Yeah. So my my entry level tier is um, four twenty five. Yeah, and that's the Telios series. Okay. Mm. And so and so, but it's 
I wouldn't say it's an entry level rod because they're still right. all like they're all rolled on American made blanks. Uh huh. You know, top of line components. So like you're buying an American made product. Yeah. It's not rolled overseas or anything like right, that. Right. So, but though the Teleos series is direct to consumer uh, from my website, they're not at my retail location. Oh, just okay. so I can, I can only offer that price. Kind of doing the, you know, no middleman. Yeah, yeah. no middleman kind of yeah. thing. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. And is that over here? No. No. So I didn't bring that one. Okay. Yeah. No. Yeah. And then you're. What's the other amadromus? Uh, anadromus. Anadromus. Yeah. So yeah. the anadromus series comes in the nine footer and the ten footer. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That's the oh, that's when you're telling me. Yeah. Yeah. It's yeah, the so one we built over yep, there. Yes. That one's the that's one's the ten seven. But I was telling you about the, the, the nine nine six. Yeah. 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 What what, what was the difference? Um, the length. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Just the length. Because he was saying yeah. he fishes from the the raft. Well, he's like, oh, what, what, yeah. where do you mostly fish? And I was like, well, upper Kenai on the raft for mm -hmm. trout is what I'm looking for. Yeah. If I'm gonna pass my rods down. Right. Mm -hmm. You know. Yeah. Just gonna one one hitter. And what did you suggest for him? Uh, nine six. Yeah. Yeah. Because he's fishing from the boat. Mm -hmm. If you, you know, I tell people. You know, he's fishing from the raft. That shorter rod is a little nicer when you're trying to net fish yeah. and stuff like that. And totally. you're in the boat, you're not really having to reach for stuff. Yeah. But, you know, if you like to pull over a lot, um, 10 footers are nice. Just roll cast yeah. it out there, especially for slinging beads and yeah. stuff like that. But, totally. Yeah. Sweet. Okay. Trivia time. All right. Rip. <clears throat> All right. So um, the first reported fishing rods were used how many years ago? Oh. So that was like Egypt, wasn't it? Oh. I want to say... A device to catch fish. I'm going to say s 1700s. Or do you want to like a closer date? Well, I, I'll do the math. 1700s, 500 years ago. Right? Like no, 300 years ago. fishing rod like... Well, you said Egypt. Stick. So <laughs> I yeah, cut it in the middle. I think there was like... A, yeah, yeah. What, what BC are we going for? Yeah, I don't know. I'm trying to like rack my brain. Like like 600 BC or something like that. I thought I read an article. First rod rod? I mean, you got to think like people like, what, been fishing what, their whole forever. What's the definition of like this rod here? Yeah. Well, like, well, it's like rod, a tool that they're fishing yeah. fish for. Yeah, I don't... I thought I saw I'm going to say 1750. All right. What, what are you going, Brandon? Uh, I mean, <laughs> honestly, I think it's like something BC, dude. Oh, you're going BC. I, I don't, I don't even know where to go with that. Uh, what, to, what the dating back to Let's the go BC single thing was? Okay, uh, 500 BC. 500 BC, and yeah, I think I said 600 BC. Yeah, there you go. 600 yeah, BC. Yeah, yeah. All right, 2000 BC. So 4,000 years ago. Thousand. No, BC. Yeah. I didn't guess yeah. that. You did because when you started throwing Egypt in there, I'm and like, it, well, shit. E it was, <laughs> Egypt was one it's of like the how cultures. many civilizations? Yeah. Okay. Rose yeah. and fell by that time. Yeah. <laughs> so the first rods were Since made then, from I mean? six foot long bamboo hazel shoots. And then thin, tapered, flexible wood with horse horse hair attached. Nice, oh. pre pretty cool. Yeah, that's really cool. Yeah, so we figured well, out some tools a long time ago. Yeah. Horse hair was like the line, or was or yeah, the line right? Attached the. I don't know. Yeah, I didn't really. The line. I yeah. Just trying to think of like what. Yeah. What would you use? Yeah. I don't know. Some horse hair. Yeah, horse hair. You know, they make tooth floss yet. Yeah, or some kind of sinew of. or something, but yeah, horse hair that sounds about right. Horse hair, like it on like grass, like cello like bows and stuff like that. So yeah, it's pretty durable. Could I get like a special horse hair 
I'll make you one. <laughs> I got to find a horse first. Anybody got a horse? Let me know. That's that <laughs> first gen uh, monofilament. There you go. <laughs> you just get lessons and bring a little pair of scissors out yeah, there. Sure. <laughs> that's a good question, man. I never even thought of anything like yeah, that. That's wow, cool. That was, I love that. That was way back. All right, round two. So, uh, what is the state record for rainbow slash steelhead? Ooh, in weight. Yeah, in Length? weight. In weight. Weight. State yep. record. Oh, man, that's hard. I'm going to throw out uh, 38.7 pounds. Ooh. Is it a, a I might monster. ask too many questions. State record, hook and line? Yeah, fishing pole. Oh, yeah. hook and line, okay. Yep. 38.7. That's pretty good. 25. 25. Um, I don't know. I'm gonna say thirty. I'm gonna say thirty-four. Forty-two pounds, three ounces. I wanted to crash forty, but I thought I'd be so. For sure, a steelhead. It had to be a steelhead. I was thinking too modern. Like that was probably way back in the day, huh? It was nineteen seventy. Yep, and it was caught in Bell Island, which is down near Ketchikan. Okay, a forty pounder. Guy probably thought he had a Chinook on. Yeah. Oh yeah, dude. Forty-two pound steelhead. That'd be amazing. Would you have caught that in the spring? Man, it would be like 50 inches long. Steelhead. You think you put it back? It said rainbow or steelhead? <laughs> steelhead. It said rainbow slash steelhead slash record. Steelhead. Doesn't that so have to be a steely, come though? Come on. Don't, it's, be, don't it's, be doing a It's like for that. sure a steelhead. Yeah, like yeah. don't say rainbow slash most, steelhead. Most likely it would be yeah. a steelhead. And where yeah. did you say it, it is was? a steelhead. Uh, down there in the southeast. Yeah, it's mm-hmm. Belle yeah. Island, which yeah. has it has steelhead. So yeah. okay. it's definitely, it's definitely steelhead. Well, 40-something pounds. Oh, Come yeah. on. <laughs> like, For that sure was, it was. No, she I was mean, that's that the whole, good. like, Northwest, British Columbia. I mean, the well, whole stretch yeah. has even just like the Olympic monstrosities they used to have. Like, fish used to be so big yeah. in the 70s, man. Mm-hmm. Like, kings, steelhead. Oh, yeah. Like, that's was sad to see. I mean, yeah. it, so, it used to be so big. Yeah. One of the guys I worked with on the, the slope, he uh, showed me a picture of him and his dad on the Russian River as kids and when he was a kid. And they're coming, you know, they didn't have stringers. They had them on the reds and stuff. On a trout, on a stick, a big log. And all the trout were bigger than the the reds on the stick. Oh, they would have the trout on the stick. Yeah, yeah. yeah, The trout were bigger. I was like, oh my God. (laughs) (laughs) Just harvesting rainbows. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Yeah. And, you know, now he's a catching from a release upper Kita guy, you know, but yeah. He used to have a bounty on him. Oh really? I thought they did because uh-huh. they. I think the back in the day, didn't they view them as like as killing like killing salmon because they were yeah. vacuuming up the eggs? Oh, I thought there was a bounty on them. Oh, I didn't know that. I thought so. You have to fact check me. That would have been a cool job. On that. Oh yeah, um, that's you know that's just the mindset. I, I've talked about that before. You know, today it's the mentality is a lot more catch and release on lots of stuff. Yeah. I rarely am I harvesting a fish if it isn't salmon or just deep sea fishing. Like yep. nothing else is. Never am I ice fishing to harvest a pan fry fish or yeah. anything. <laughs> but back then, when you went fishing, you brought fish home in a bucket on a stringer. Yeah. In the cooler. Mm-hmm. Like you brought fish home. You didn't like put fish back. Yeah. Even if they taste like mud, he brought the fucking yeah. thing home, that's my, right? That's my mom. She's, she's like, what? That's what I mean. So you throwing you that back? Put, you put back. Yeah, yeah right. it's like... <laughs> <put 'em back. laughs> People look at you so sideways and you let a fish go. It's like, yeah. I didn't mm-hmm. feel like cleaning it. Like, mm-hmm. yeah. it, it's mushy meat and I don't want a dolly from Finger Lake, Mom. <laughs> it's 
just going back in the water, right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I would have hated it. Yeah. I tell you, I accidentally, I got a dolly redfish in one time okay. in the Kenai. And, uh, man, I, I, 15, 20 minutes, I tried to revive that thing. Try to revive that thing. No. And I'm like, well, shit. It's not, it's not going back in. I put it on the string with the reds and brought it home, man. And I'm like, mom, like, do your best. Like, do something with this thing. She, man, she did her best job baking that thing. Nasty, dude. Really? Oh, the thing was just like, I've eaten pink salmon that was better. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Trout's never. I'm never I really just was like, you know what, I always what, liked man? it dude, as a kid. Why are you I ate Dolly. Yeah, it was it was probably like a twenty four inch yeah. It was a nice dolly, dude. Pan fried, dude. It, it, I just yep. think it was like maybe an old female or something, or it just wasn't. Okay. I mean, dollies are mushy anyway. Whatever, however you shake it, but yeah. it's I'm more sure like a fresh. Like yeah. you don't want to leave it in the stringer no, all day. No, yeah. you eat it. Then. <laughs> oh, yeah. I mean, I ate it. It never froze. I mean, it went from that. It was an overnighter suicide yeah. run, and then the next it's day, one of those like catch it, cook it yeah. right there. Yeah, you almost on the yeah hungry as hell, where you're just like oh. Crackers and some, uh, uh, what do you call the um, the fucking cocktail pan, sauce? The, but uh, pan fried tartar sauce, sauce. Yeah, yeah, tartar yeah, sauce, lemon, and, lemon and, and some yeah, yeah salt. Yeah, I mean it would, oh, you would dude, think right, yeah, fresh fish, good. fresh fish. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, we ate. A, I mean, before moving to Alaska, I mean, I was you know six, seven, eight. We eat trout all the time. It was good. Yeah, I've eaten them out of lakes and stuff, but it's never like I never eaten a trout. I'm like, oh, I gotta do this again. Yeah, yeah, I gotta yeah. go there. Well, we're spoiled with the other fish we eat here. That's true: so. halibut, rockfish, lynx cod. Like you yeah, can't, yeah. you know, yeah. can't really Lakers smoke up really good. Though. I was wondering about that. I've heard people that. say that. Yeah, because they're incredibly oily or pickled. Care. Don't they do oh, like I'm a sure. jarred? Really? Sure. Yeah. My my buddy Bruce, man, we used to, you know, we usually harvest three or four of the smaller Lakers in on our spring fishing trip. Yeah, and put the bigger ones back and <clears throat> huh. the old fish, and we would just strip them up, and he'd smoke them, and then we would transition into king fishing up at the Deshka. So we'd have a little Ziploc bag, gallon <laughs> Ziploc bag of smoked Lakers from the, that spring's That's fishing wild. trip, and and they were always tasty. Huh. Real like oily, melt in your mouth. Yeah, you know, um, good flavor. But I kind of found it the, one of the only ways to interesting. Really All right, Jackie, it. hit us. Do you guys want yeah. to do this last one? Okay. I do. So, um, you know, Matt Manfredi was telling me about the greatest uh, April Fool's joke ever done in Alaska, and it happened down in Sitka, and so uh, he, by a guy named Porky. And so, uh, do you guys do you guys know what this joke is? No, uh, I don't think so. Uh, never. Yeah. Um, we want to guess. What the, yeah. What the joke so this, with Porky? this is probably a bad trivia then, <laughs> but it's so funny. I wanted to bring it up. Well, you're got so us. So I'll just yeah. Now, so we're just the last one will just be storytelling. So uh, in 1970, this guy named Porky, he he had 74. He spent the whole year collecting um, tires, and on the night before, he him and his buddies hiked up to the top of Mount Edgecombe, which is the volcano there, the dormant volcano, and they lit them all on fire, <laughs> and so the whole town thought that Mount Edgecombe was erupting. He was smart enough to let, let the FAA know and the fire department and a few other people, but he didn't tell the Coast Guard. So the Coast Guard immediately launched their chopper and went up there to go check it out. And there's a big 50-foot letter that said, April Fools. Oh, my God. Yeah. Everyone in the town was cool about it. It's just like, what the, what awesome culture back then, you know, to be able to, like, call the chief of police and all these guys, yeah. hey, I'm going to do this. Hey, and they're like, yeah, I get it. Yeah. Yeah. What, what year was this? 1974. 
Wow, that's crazy. Yeah. Can you imagine I, I, called you, now? I'm, like, I'm burning a bunch of tires. Oh, yeah, yeah, like, yeah. Outrage. Yeah. Yeah. Outrage. Yeah, you get canceled immediately. <laughs> oh, totally. <laughs> but what a rad April Fool's like, joke. You yeah. think the volcano behind your house is going to go off, you know? Yeah. Oh, that I mean, alive. I mean, you think a guy named Porky would pull that. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. 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 Like, you got a name. If you're named Porky, you got to be doing yeah. something. I guess Why everyone knew him. He was infamous. Yeah. He was the prankster. Old Porky. Yeah. That's funny. That that's definitely a did you know? Yeah, no, right we really like, did you I would, know. I'm going to crack know. that yeah. off. I Any new sponsors want to come in? Brought you by Alaska Rod Coke. Did you know? Did you know? Porky burned a bunch of tires and fucked Jeez, with everybody in April. Once. That up. Is Porky still alive? <laughs> I don't think so. Seventy four. Porky on. Yeah. Find Porky and get him yeah, on. Yeah, Seventy four. You know, man, he's be he probably be an old years boy ago. by now. He's got a kid. Yeah. Spork, yeah. Sporky. Yeah. Sporky. Sporky. Sporky Jr. <laughs> <laughs> or pork yeah. chop. He tried it, but he was just burning the little sporks. <laughs> yeah. That's funny. Yeah, you would never get away. I mean. Oh, no. I just think about, like, man, the world's changed, hasn't it? Oh, yeah. Fuck, dude. Yeah, a lot. A lot. Who hauled all those tires up there, though? For real. That's Him and thinking. his buddies. Yep. They hiked them all up. That's, I mean, would you just throw them on each shoulder? I got two. I wonder if they spent I like mean, a week doing it. I'm not sure. Say, that's a lot of effort. Yeah. 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 Now I'm wondering how that really even happened. Yeah. yeah. I look this People up. were tougher back then, Brandon. He did it. That's oh, the yeah. truth. Definitely. Yeah. And he wasn't wearing crispy boots. I can yeah. guarantee you that. Yeah. Oh, no. Oh, no. Bunny boots. <laughs> Bunny boots. <laughs> <laughs> Extra tough. Yeah. Um, okay. Well, walk us through the process of making a rod yeah so um all rods start just the blank so blank means just the the carbon fiber rod and so when you're when you initially get a blank there's a couple things you want to check you want to check the the ferrules of it so make sure there's no micro cracks make sure everything's you know nice and flush in the ferrules and then what you'll do is you'll assemble the rod and you'll put it in what's called a spine finder and so with multiple sections like a four-piece rod you'll put each section into the spine finder and then you'll put a little flex on it and then um the the blank will fall into its natural curvature mm. and then you'll take a chinese marker and you'll go underneath and you'll mark the spine what's a chinese marker uh, it's like a little white marker that you can mark stuff with and easily rub it off okay like, so you can mark things and then it won't like okay. permanently be there but um so you want to find the spine yeah that's the natural curvature and so with fly rods when you find the spine you want to put the guide on the spine mm-hmm. same thing with spinning rods right because the guides are going to be underneath sitting on the spine okay and so when you're casting that rod and it's on the spine you're, the, you're going with the natural curvature, and so when you cast it, the rod's not going to want to wobble back and mm-hmm. forth. It's going to want to go on the same trajectory of how it naturally bends, right. right? And so that's where you're... And then if you do like a casting-style rod where you mark the spine, you're going to flip the rod over and build on top of the spine. Mm. So the natural curvature is going to be up a little bit, mm-hmm. so you're still gonna, it's still not going to walk back and forth for the casting, setting the hook you have that lifting yeah, power right right mm. that's so that so the spine's important and so that's the first step find the spine yeah and then then you go into the guides so the guides are really cool because they can be made out of so many different things so for people that don't know what is the guides so the guides is what the line runs through basically that's what you throw little loops line. yeah little loops on on the rod okay. and guides can be anything and 
I like to take a minute here and talk about guides. It's a teeny bit. No, no, um, go ahead. Yeah. yeah, so for guides, people say like, you know, like, oh, this, this is titanium guides. I'm like, ooh, that's really good. But what people need to realize is this is the guide frame and this is the ceramic insert. They're two different things. Mm-hmm. And so usually, like, this is a full titanium guide. Usually when the guide is, like, full titanium, it has a high-end ceramic insert mm-hmm. inside of it. And so the that's a big thing when you're looking at a rod is when you're reading the sheet and say what what type of guides does it have. Mm-hmm. It'll say either, you know, a stainless steel with aluminum oxide rings in it. So stainless steel is good for, like, fresh water. You know, if it's powder-coated, double-plated chrome, it'll hold up well in fresh water. And you can take it in the salt. And as long as you rinse it, it'll have a long life. Mm-hmm. But it will, it has the potential to corrode and rust. Mm-hmm. Okay. That's where titanium comes in. Got it. And so, but with the with the titanium guides, like, see this one here? Titanium um, frame. And the insert ring is a nanolite mm. ring insert. And that means nothing to nobody except for the ring inserts. Um, they're a mix of like ceramic blend, and mm-hmm. there's a there's a thing called the the Vickers hardness test, mm-hmm. and that's uh, how they measure hardness yeah. in like diamonds and stuff. Sure. And so like uh, like aluminum. Well, there's there's uh, stainless steel rings, which have a Vickers of like 400 uh-huh. hardness, all the way up to. Uh, nanolite is like an 1800 on the hardness scale. Oh, shit. And then Whoa. the highest on the list is silicon carbide. So if you see F, um, SIC mm-hmm. listed on a website, that they're, they're talking about the guide ring. Mm. And that's sitting about 2200 to 2400 on the hardness scale. And so so that's that's kind of the rundown on a guide. And so what's the advantage of going harder? So there's a couple advantages. So harder... Obviously means when it's harder, it, it'll distribute the heat better, mm-hmm. and it'll have less friction. Okay. So your line will shoot farther. Mm. But on the flip side of that, um, harder means more brittle. Mm-hmm. And so, and the new ceramic guys are pretty darn good. Uh-huh. But um, say um, a silicon carbide insert ring will have a, a much higher like impact damage. So if mm-hmm. you step on it or something, it has the potential to chip. Rather, if you have a stainless steel, stainless steel is real, has a, the pliability of it. Yeah, it's bend, bend it yep. and then bend it back. Yeah, so it. stainless steel, it'll it might groove more, but it's also going to be more more pliable to like durability as yep. far as impact resistant. Right. Yeah, so that's the that's kind of the lowdown on the guides. Okay. Um, did you have any questions about the guides? Because I kind of like to overview the guides a little bit. What do you on the the one that we built in the back? What's the name of that rod again? Anadromous. 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 What what kind of guides are on that one? So those are um, SS. So there's different kinds of stainless steel. Uh-huh. So there's stainless steel uh, 304 and then 316. Mm-hmm. 316 being marine grade stainless okay. steel. So that has uh, 316 stainless steel, and then the guides are double black created uh, plated chrome snake guides. Okay. Yeah. So they're a metal guidance, a ceramic. Um, yeah. So the so the guides, the guide frames uh-huh. are metal, stainless right. steel, yeah. and then the inserts on them are aluminum oxide. Okay. Which aluminum oxide on the Vickers scale is sitting around twelve hundred to fourteen hundred. Okay. All so right. it's a great all around. And on fly rods, aluminum oxide rings, they're good because you know for a lot of time where you can run into like if you if you run a braid. Uh huh. Um, braid can sometimes groove 
rings if it gets a lot of gunk on it yeah. stuff like, like uh like glacial silt mm-hmm. glacial silt will uh will get on the line and run through it back yeah, and forth get erosion over, yeah and over yeah. years it could groove the ring right but again rod billing's funny because everybody's got their own opinion there's mm-hmm. tons of forums saying like oh i've had this aluminum oxide rings on my halibut rod forever and never had a problem and other guys are saying like well mine groove in two years yeah and it kind of goes back to what kind of line you're running and what that line is in. Because like I said, you're you're running that line in glacial silt yeah. or some dirty mucked up water and then it gets all coated on that on that line. It's running through back and forth. You yeah. do that for the rod's whole life. Yeah. Or you're fishing a crystal clear lake. Yeah. Never have that. So that's kind of a thing. Like right. if you're if you're having somebody build you a custom rod or you're looking at a rod, definitely like reach out to me and ask or ask the builder or they sh- their responsibility, I think, is to ask you, like, what do you want to use the rod for? What kind of water are you going to be fishing yeah. in? So they can hand tailor the guide to what you want to do. Because guides are a huge part of the, of the rod. Right. Yeah. But, so yeah, sorry. That was great great explanation. Awesome. That was yeah, great. Yeah, no, yeah, I feel like it, need, it needs to be said because, yeah, a lot of people are just like, this is a titanium guide. And it's like, well, yes. Yeah, but, it has, but it has the, the different ring inserts. And going at, like, uh, there is a guide from Fuji called Torzite, mm-hmm. and it's not as hard as SIC, but they say that the friction on it and everything else is way more smooth, and it's like 40% less material than SIC. Mm. But one of those guides, like a standard guide like this big, would be $35. Oh, wow. It's crazy expensive, but they, yeah. they swear on the Torzite being like the best thing ever. Yeah. But, yeah, so different rings, even though they are harder, they have different properties mm-hmm. and different, you know, heat distribution, different slickness to yep. them and stuff like that. And so, so, yeah, if anybody's out there wanting to build a rod, the ring's going aluminum oxide, alkalite, nanolite, SIC, torzite. And so that's kind of the progressing scale of hardness and quality and stuff like that. Okay. So, But they all have different properties, but, you know, yeah. each other. Going full geek here? Yeah, we went full scientific. What uh, what's the hardest, most challenging, like mother effort rod to build? (laughs) The hardest one, or the one where a dude orders it and you're like, God damn it, I gotta build two of these (laughs) (laughs) and an extra tip. Yeah, I think I don't even have my lineup, but halibut, halibut, yeah, and but but the thing you're answering two questions at. Oh yeah. See, so but yeah, halibut is a follow-up noise the the heck out of me just because they're so big and bulky. Yeah, and I like things like really like streamlined, like minimalist epoxy, so the weight. And I like I'm a finesse fisherman, Uh so I like everything balanced perfectly, everything straight. Yeah, but can we have a conversation off the mic? Yeah, (laughs) I mean, I I I still like making halibut rods, but it's just like the guides are so big. And rolling it and everything, it's all, it seems like a m- much less smoother, methodical process. Yeah. It's like, it's like a, a baseball rod. bat. Exactly. Yeah. You're, you're, you're building a meat stick. Ah. Like this yeah. thing, yeah, yeah. it's going <laughs> in. Yeah, yeah. 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 But, but yeah, so, so going back to the process, so you got the guides. We went on a long rabbit trail about guides. Um, and then each guide, see, these are, these are called double guide foots. So that means they have two little right. foots on them. Oh. And you have to, um, some people don't, but you have to, Take a, I have a little Dremel, and I grind down each um, end of the guide foot. 
So, because there's usually the guy foot's kind of bulky so like at the lays end. Down so on it's there. a good smooth transition. Mm. So when you're wrapping the rod, if it's a big bump, you're trying to jump the the yeah. wrapping thread up on. It can be just a pain. Yeah, in the you butt. got this nice bevel. There. Yeah, so aesthetically, it's really nice, and then yeah, and then the epoxy when you put that on, it's going to be a nice sloping ramp to it, and it's not going to be bulbous, and then the the thread's going to sit on a light a lot nicer. But so that's the guides. I wrap the guides on, or I, I grind the, the guides. And then from there, uh, I'll do the, the handle. And a handle could be multiple different things or material. Um, so on the Anadromous series fly rod, my handles are black. And so I okay. partly I do that just because I like, I like the look of it. Because, like, okay. you know, like you're floating down the river, you walk to the fly shop. You see them black handles, you know. Mm. It's Alaska okay. Rodco. But uh, on the flip side of it, it's not all for show, <laughs> but I just like it too. Yeah. yeah. But so this is stealth. Yeah. Burnt burled cork. Mm. So mm-hmm. that's, it's black. And it's essentially the name, like your traditional yellow cork. They're going to take that and they're going to basically, like, for lack of a better term, grind it into a powder, recondense it, <laughs> or mm. grind it into a powder, burn it, recondense it, and then put it into the handle. And so, if you're looking at that handle right now, um, the center of that handle, the black part, is burnt burl cork. And it's and since it's been recondensed, it's a lot more, obviously, dense. So, yeah. things are more dense, Packed tight. more sensitive. Oh. And then the top half, where your, your feelers are, your pointer finger and your thumb, that's where you're always holding it to feel, right? So, the, where you're holding it with those two fingers, I brought down, that's uh, rubberized cork. So, it's like a positive, like, rubber and cork. So that stuff's mm. never going to chip. So it's like mm. blended. Yeah, yeah it's you like can a see, you can pause from here yeah. to here, right? Yeah, yeah. Or if you you can pull that off too if you want to feel the rubber. Oh, I and see it, the line yeah. now. Yeah, okay. you can, does anyone have a do. knife or something like that? Yeah, yeah. Here. But uh, it's kind of cool to to feel. But yeah, I did this for several reasons. So you can feel, and also your, when your thumb is rubbing, you're casting it for your entire life. Mm-hmm. Oh, you don't rub it raw. It's not gonna, you're not going to rub it raw, and then the handle's not going to decay. And all that kind of stuff. Mm. Gotcha. Yeah, that's what I always get is like the chunks of the cord yeah, come out come after out. a while. Where it rubs on your finger right yeah, there? Yeah, it's usually yep. where my thumb is. And my yeah. fingernail, like the way that I fish, sometimes like... Oh, grabs it? My thumbnail. Oh, oh digs in. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah, it's just like a habit. Yeah. Uh, it's like different hand positions. Yeah, you so know? feel that. And it's more... Oh, I see it's it. more, So you can see now the different colors. Yeah, yeah, so, yeah. yeah. So the composite rubberized is going to be on either end because um, usually the edges of traditional cork will chip or people mm. stick their fly in it or something like that. Sure. So it wants to chip, right? Yeah. And so, and if you look, even the fighting butt. pumped a lot. Yeah, even the fighting butt has a ring of composite cork on either side. So that can't yeah. chip either. Mm. And so I wanted to make it oh, durable because, I mean, these things yeah. are obviously living in Alaska. Yep. I wanted it durable. I wanted it to stand out. And more, and I really wanted going back to the finesse fishing thing. I wanted it more sensitive. Mm-hmm. Every fly rod I held, I'm like, I want to feel more. Yeah. And then when I got these, I was like, this is it. Yeah, like it's 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 all the boxes for me. It's it's durable, it's sensitive, and it just has a longevity oh, factor. Wow, and it's extremely grip. grippy. Yeah. Way more grip on this stretch. Yep. I mean, it just grabs. Yep. And it looks so clean and nice. Yeah, it does. Yep. Damn, it's just so when you grind those cork up nothing. into powder and then you mix in with a resin or? um, So I actually, I don't do the grinding part. Uh-huh. They come to me in little rings and oh, stuff okay. like that. Yeah. But 
but anyway, so I'll fit the handle. So feels, feels yeah, like so I'll dream. fit the handle. Um, and so like this is a four piece fly rod blank. So I'll take the bottom section of that four piece blank and I'll fit the handle and then I'll I'll put the real seat on there. It's Mm -hmm. a two part like bonding epoxy glue. So -hmm. it's crazy hard stuff. Mm -hmm. So, um, you'll use uh, tape arbors on the, for the real seat Mm -hmm. because obviously the real seat's bigger than the blank. So you'll tape arbors onto the real, onto the blank fit everything and then i have like clamps like wooden clamps and uh i'll fit the handle put it in the clamp and then clamp it tight for four hours oh so mm. hold. it holds it all in yeah, place it all perfectly up. yep mm-hmm. yep and so and while the handle's curing i'm over there i'm wrapping yeah and so yeah. so that's so going along with the process while the handle's curing for wrapping the rod there's different types of um of um, thread and so there's uh, nylon, there's polyester, and then there's uh, silk. So if you ever see those rods that look like they have no mm-hmm. thread, yeah, it just looks like the guides on there. Yeah. That's silk. Oh, oh. super yep. thin. Yeah, super thin. It, and when you put epoxy on it, almost like yeah, it looks like clear, almost, kind of, yeah. And then and then there's um, the nylon, which is a, a really standard one. And then there's um, polyester, ultra poly, and that's what I use. Uh, it's made by Fuji, and it's to me, it's more cleaner. It's thinner in diameter. It lays down a lot nicer, mm-hmm. and it's incredibly strong. And so that's that's the one that I use. Looks sharp. Yeah, thank that's you. It's got and a nice finish. Yeah, and there's different types of thread diameter too. And there's mm-hmm. also a thread called non-color preserver and color preserver. And so going into the size of the thread, like a, a standard fly rod is going to have what's called size A thread. So it's it's thinner. A? a yeah A is an alpha. So it's a thinner uh-huh. uh, thinner thread, and then if you're going for like a big deep sea halibut rod, mm. you want size D. Mm. Well, give them the D. I, you I want, love, you want no, the D. I like D. Give them yeah, the D. Yeah, the big D. Let me tell you something about D. Yeah, wrap that shit with some D. <laughs> yeah, put some slab from D on there. Give them the yeah, D. Yeah, yeah, but no. So that's so D, D size thread. So it's like, obviously okay, bigger. Boys, we got, we got, obviously we got bigger, <laughs> bigger in diameter and. And yeah, so it's obviously more strong. So that would be the difference in thread. But uh, now I lost my train. So of it's the strength of the, sl- <laughs> the thread. Huh? Yeah, the strength of the thread. You guys said it first. <laughs> yeah, right. I brought it up. I brought it myself. But yeah, and then color preserver. So if you look at the Van Halen rod, so uh, if it, it needs to be something called color preserved. And so, because if you just put standard like sewing thread on mm-hmm. there and you throw epoxy on the top, that's probably not going to come out red like it is. Once mm. you put epoxy on it, it's going to dilute the color. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's not like gonna, a solvent almost. Yeah, almost, yeah. 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 And so some people, they'll use what's called a color preserver where you actually, like, take the color preserver and, like, paint it on the, oh, on the thread okay. so it okay. seals the color in there. Yeah. Or you can purchase almost like color. Almost base coat. Yeah, almost, yeah. Mm-hmm. Or you can purchase a, a thread that already has color preserver treated in it. And oh. that's what I use. It won't discolor once you apply the epoxy. Exactly, mm-hmm. yep. Yeah, and... And it's then a uh, really cool rod. Man. On this one, did you put the epoxy and then a little thread around it there? Uh, no. What? So for there, I was trying to figure out how to do the Van Halen paint job with thread. And so that's actually a base of thread. And then I, I took long strands of the white and black thread and underlocked it the, from under, the, under the red. And then as the rod was turning, I sporadically wrapped uh, all over the oh, place. Oh, crisscross. Yeah. Yep. And then I had, I had uh, two pull-through loops for when the white and black were done. 
I pulled it up underneath the red and mm. then sealed it. Yeah, which was kind of tricky to Damn, do. That's but a detail. Yeah, that, did you ever? Did you have like a one shot at that? I mean, I just sat down and I was like, Real nice "How do I do this?" And, and then, yeah, no, I was kind of yeah, one shot, and or otherwise you'd have to rewrap it. Well, that's what I mean. Like yeah, the, yeah. The, it's cool too because every wrap is a little different. Yes, which shows that, like yeah, 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 dude, you can you can tell it's. <laughs> like a like a machine or robot didn't make it, dude. It yeah, was, it's a sporadic. It's got that human hand. on it. Yeah, 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 dude. Yeah. So so that's the thread, and then going to so I'll thread the rod, and then from there, um, another good trick too when you're when you're threading guides on. A lot of people they'll thread all the guides on, and then they'll kind of um, straighten out all the guides, and that once they're done threading it. But a kind of a good trick to do is when you're threading the guides as you go, thread one guide on, then thread the next one, and then line those up, and then keep going down. Is there a specific spacing? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yes. So okay. that's a whole other thing. We'll get to that. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But so for the guides, you definitely want to make sure they're straight as you go, because if you're done with the whole rod and they're all over the place, you want to straighten them. The more you move your guides, the more the little thread can move, mm. and it'll be packed less. Mm. And then, because this is all, this looks like solid black, but that's just because it's packed tight. Mm -hmm. But if you are. move the guides too much when you're trying to straighten them, you'll get little gaps. And that's just, it, it it's still fine, but it's unsightly, yeah. you know. Uh, so that's that's a trick for the for the wrapping. And then you go to epoxy. Epoxy was the hardest thing to get down, to look kind of like a million bucks. Yeah. It took a lot of epoxy. And there's multiple different types of epoxies on the market. But the one I found, when I finally found it, I was like, this is this is the stuff. Um, and so this epoxy, um, I'll put it on, and with the thread, when you uh, wrap it on the rod and you put epoxy on, sometimes there can be air bubbles trapped underneath the thread. Mm. Oh. So some people, they make the mistake. They're like, all right, I got this rod done. I'm going to coat it. They coat it with a bunch of thick epoxy. And they come back, little bubbles escaped. Mm -hmm. And then so you're like, oh, this thing looks like junk. And yep. so what I, I use a three-step uh, process for epoxy. What I'll do is I'll, I'll take and I'll just lightly coat the threads. Mm -hmm. So if any bubbles come up, it's not going to, you know, appear because yeah. it's so thin. They can't make bubbles. Mm -hmm. So I'll, I'll coat it. Like fills the gaps almost. Yeah, it seals it. Seals mm -hmm. all the threads off for no bubbles. And then mm -hmm. I'll let it uh, sit and roll. They have to rotate, otherwise the epoxy will sag. Yep. So it rotates for a minimum of four hours at 77 degrees. I oh, like wow. it hanging between 77 and 80. Mm -hmm. So it just gets a balanced cure. Yep, yeah, it's balanced cure. And more or less, it uh, it keeps everything proportionate. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, and so I'll do one coat of that, four hours, and then a second coat. And then with the second coat, if you look closely, um, all the little nooks and crannies of the edge of the guide are sealed. And if you see me, I always got a toothpick in my mouth. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's because you take you want to get a toothpick in there, and you want to because there's always going to be a teeny little gap in between the guide foot and the mm, and the thread. Yeah. And again, not a huge deal, get but if you don't, yeah, you want to get some epoxy up underneath mm -hmm. there because twenty years down the road. When you if water is a little Gets in little there, thing in there, yeah. water will get in there, start to rot it, and then because I want the rod to outlive you, kind of thing. Yeah, so right. you got to kind of prep yeah. it. So. You want it to be passed down. I noticed the epoxy seal underneath too. I saw that. Yep. Yeah. So for you, know, and that was the the trickiest part with epoxy is making sure you're getting the right amount mm -hmm. for each one because you want to exactly proportionate. 
mean, you can't like measure out each guide foot to how much epoxy. You just kind of got to eyeball it. Yeah, yeah. you got to eyeball yeah. it. So that's the biggest thing is you got to learn how much to do and how much you're going to apply it so it looks like you know nice and streamlined. They call it the football effect. If you put too much epoxy on, it's going to look bulbous like a, pu- yeah. like a football, mm-hmm. oh, right? Oh, got yep. it. Yeah, yep. and so that's that's kind of a, a learning curve to that. And another thing too, like see the edges of the epoxy, they're nice and straight. Um, that comes from speed. So with uh, I have a rod lathe, and some people they'll what they'll do is they'll they'll take the epoxy, they'll kind of apply it, and then they'll flip it over, and when the epoxy sags, they'll kind of sweep away the excess. Mm. But my method is you get that rod ripping really fast on the rod lathe, so it's spinning like crazy, and then I'll take a metal spatula and then I'll hit it. And I'll I'll kind of guide the epoxy around because epoxy wants to go where epoxy's already been. Mm. So as long as you can create that straight line, and then you can move the rest of the epoxy over, boom, it'll it'll stay in that straight line. So mm. you can shift it as it cures. Yep, you kind of shift it, move it around where you want to go. So that's a kind of a art form in itself is making sure you're putting the po- epoxy nice mm-hmm. and straight where where you want it to go. Um, and then and a lot of people where they have trouble is. Like in the feral, the feral section, um, I think I don't have the section here from the sockeye rod, but so you got your. What does that mean? So it's the it's the connecting piece. Okay. So the next section, mm-hmm. and so the you're in female. the female yeah, part. Yeah, the female, the female mm-hmm. part, and then people want to wrap, but sometimes to get to the edge of that section, that's a hard spot to wrap. But also, if you put too much epoxy on it, the epoxy is going to sag. Is all that weight you have too much epoxy on it, it's going to pull it away. From the edge. Yeah, so right there. Thanks. Thank you. So if you look at the end here. So some people have trouble. They put way too much excess epoxy, and then the end of that uh, rod, it's going to start sagging. It's going to take the epoxy away from the ferrule section. Mm-hmm. And so you're going you're gonna to get done coating your rod thing. You did a great job. And then you're going to get back, and you can see the epoxy like kind of oozed away from the edges. Yeah. So that's another oh. another thing you want to make sure is the the... The right amount of epoxy is gonna save your life. Right, I love the black. Yeah, black yeah. on black. Oh, looks beautiful. Yeah, yeah. Looks good. Yep. Yeah. So that's so that's the epoxy. So three coats, minimum of four hours, and then, um, so it'll and the the rod has to roll at seventy seven plus degrees for a minimum of four hours before it's you know sag free. It's it's Got solid. It. You can turn yep. it off. It's still tacky, yep. but it's not gonna sag. Yep. Um, firmed up enough yep and then from there it has to cure for 24 hours for all the chemicals inside the epoxy to cross link mm-hmm. and so and then finally firm up and then you can go fish it oh mm-hmm. you can go that soon yep so that's the minimum i mean i right, like right. yeah but yeah so that's the minimum but i like it a little cured a little bit more but you can definitely go i've done it before you know well that that brings me to a a, a rather big question as far as you explain the process. So manufacturing. Yeah. You're building stuff out of your home shop. Mm-hmm. You talk about those hour chunks that it takes to yep. wrap, and then you've got the epoxy curing, and you've got, I mean, how you got it down to kind of like an assembly line? Oh, yeah. Yeah? Yeah, and, and everybody always asks me, like, how long does it take you to build a rod? Yeah. And yeah. each one is different. But for let's say a nine foot fly rod with so nine in the rule kind of gets foggy, but generally a nine foot fly rod is going to have 10 guides. It's usually a guide for every foot plus okay. one. 
Mm. And so a 10 foot or a nine foot fly rod takes me about under two hours to wrap. Mm -hmm. And then each epoxy coat, epoxy has to be applied within 30 minutes. That's its working time. Otherwise it gets too tacky and gummy and doesn't come on nice. Mm -hmm. So, yep. So within, so it's usually under two hours and then typically anywhere from 10 to 15 minutes, depending on the intricacy you do, to do each coat. So that's, that's the typical, yeah. that's the general time frame yeah. to do that. And then of course the, the decal section too. The decal section actually took a long time to, to hammer out cause it's a long, that's all epoxy. So like the big like decal over Alaska yeah. Rodco, mm-hmm. like oh, sure. getting that placing it, yeah, getting it straight. Sure, that bugs the heck out of me. Is making sure the decal oh, is straight, and then also that's a long chunk of epoxy to make sure that there's no dips. Oh, there's sure. no yeah. dips. Like you can hold it up to it's the light, even and, and it's clean. nice and crystal flat. Yeah. So, so, so would you say like on average it's a rod a day? Yeah. So my production, what I try and do is I'll wrap three rods, slap some epoxy on them put it in the box, and then while those are rotating their four hours, then I just go to town and start wrapping others while those are mm-hmm. on the rack. And yeah. then it's just a, it's a forever, yeah. it's yeah. a forever conveyor belt that just kind of never ends. Yeah, I was just kind of like trying to average out when you, you do the, the basic stuff, then you do your, your guides, then you do your, your wrap, and then like even down to wrapping the plastic around it. Yeah. I mean, like when it's like a fully shipped out the door, it comes out to... Three rods a day, then I guess. Yeah, I would say three rough, rods a day, roughly. Okay. Yeah, depending. You that know, seems like pretty good production. It is, but I mean, also you you take into factor, you know, people shoot me emails, oh, calling man. me like, oh, I, I bought this rod. What what reel should I have on? What line should I use? You know, or like, I'm thinking about the you know, tons of questions coming oh, yeah. in, which I love talking rods anyway. But sure. so it's never. It's never just a smooth production line. Yeah. There's a tons of hats yeah. and stuff. A few like hours that. of your day and yeah. chunks of your time that you yeah. So it's peel a, away for for that. Yeah. So it's community usually side. Yeah. Unless it's like I try and answer emails whenever. Like I'll shoot off emails at like eleven o'clock at night or something. Sure. But it, it's not uncommon. I think one of the recent days I clocked seventeen hours of wrap time. Which is wow. Going at Filling it. Filling an order or something like that. Yep. What's yeah. the email? Yeah. Uh, AlaskaRocco at gmail.com. Okay. Yep. Yeah. So if anybody's got a question about the rods or anything, just shoot me an email. And it, yeah, I love talking rods. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, so that's kind of the production. It's, you know, it's a lot. Yeah. <laughs> and, but luckily it's, it's such an addiction. You know, it's when I, you know, going back to working a, working a nine to five, you would go back and your boss would do your performance review. Yeah, and they would yeah. say like, "Oh, you know, you did great, you know, and all this stuff, and like, you know, I'll be here back from your patient. You're great, and all this stuff." I'm like, "That's nice," but it was the first time that somebody. It was one of my first rods. Someone bought it, and they came back and said, "This is the best rod I've ever used in my life." Wow! And it just hit me. Yeah, I had never had a feeling like that. There was never a feeling in the world, and I was like, "This is," you know, you felt like you were put on the on the earth to build rods yeah. you know it's just it's just That's a, a great like feeling i bet struck, yeah. struck your heart didn't it? yeah it did right yeah right away yeah well you can tell you're passionate about what you do thank you yeah, yeah. it's a love right oh it's a love it pays it's, the bills it's an addiction it's a life but you yep. it's more than that right it's way more than that yeah mm-hmm. and i credit it to you know 
I'm just nothing more than a glorified dope building rods in my garage. Like the the whole business side. Luckily, my wife she's a bookkeeper mm-hmm. and also works for a tax prep. Oh, and so she she's got it down the takes business account. Takes a team, man. Yep, every, she's, yeah. she's got all that side of it because I'm I'm not that smart to finagle the whole. <laughs> I'll, no, be, no, I'll no. be in the shop. I'm exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I got so, epoxy but, to lay down over here. You got yeah. to <laughs> pay the taxes, would you? Yep, exactly. So yeah, it's it's definitely a team effort, and I I love to grow it into a point where you know I'm looking for land right now to build. Oh, like a dedicated shop. Yeah. So if anybody's got land on the Kenai Peninsula, Greater Soldaten area, hit me up. <laughs> but it's, it's hard to find land right now. But so yeah, it's look, looking for a shop, and then eventually I would like to take it to full-scale manufacturing in Soldatna. You know, have a couple employees. Start, start hiring start, some help. Yep, start hiring some help. And Do you have anybody that's been reaching out or maybe that you've brought in the shop to just kind of uh, rub elbows and help out? Yeah, there's been a there's been a couple people, yeah. you know, stopping by and just kind of showing them the ropes and stuff like that. Nice. So it's yeah, so it would, it's it's a tough thing, you know. You want to if I did bring somebody on, it would be you know trying to find that person who's you know detailed and yeah could, yeah. could do it could roll it though. Yeah, not gonna standard, annoy the shit out of you. Know? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, if you keep it it's up not snuff. quite like I do it, but it's close. exactly yeah, it's <laughs> gotta be like an apprenticeship thing, you know. But we all gotta start somewhere, you know. Yeah. yeah. If you did go full like manufacture, would you manufacture the blanks too? Ooh, I want to do that. Yeah. Oh, that drives me insane. Oh, really? I really do start that. from scratch. Oh, I want to do that so bad. Oh. But the whole machinery to do that yeah. is like starting at a quarter mil. Right. Like it's a lot. Yeah. You yeah, gotta have you it. gotta have like big huge industrial ovens and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. You gotta grind all the mandrels. Like, I priced it out. Uh-huh. And then oh, you wow. gotta and you gotta have the know how. And Isn't that a lot of computer systems and things too? Well, in like, place on that. Yeah, there's a ton of like, well, even just through the mandrel, you got to put that thing in like a CAD program. And mandrels, yeah, for I mean. when I say a mandrel, that's a steel, um, that's a steel uh, like pipe basically that's grinded down to the shape of a fishing rod. Mm-hmm. And it's not just like it's just grinded down like a slow taper. Then it would just cast like a broomstick. Right. So these mandrels are like put in a CAD. Like grinding down funky tapers and stuff like that, and so it's a huge undertaking. And you gotta mm-hmm. have like you gotta have a composite engineering kind of background, and as yeah. well as like a machining. Oh yeah. So which I got <laughs> folks who do that kind of thing, but it's just a matter of you know, mm-hmm. yeah, putting it all together, putting it, it all together, and getting all. So that's that's the dream, and so I I swear I'm gonna do it. Oh, oh you got there. But you, yeah, just, keep it, going, man. Yeah, yeah, but yeah, so that's that's the big one. Is I just want the the full production here. Yeah. So, um, what's the differences between like four pieces versus the two pieces? Is there's one that's maybe has more strength, or is it mostly just for like? Well, a lot travel? of the, yeah, a lot of it's travel. Like a four piece is pretty universal, especially here in the fly industry because yeah. you know, fly outs, bust it down, you know, you yeah, put yeah. it anywhere and stuff like that, and so and three pieces too, but like in. Like the Van Halen is a two piece, and I've made that mm. specifically so I wouldn't travel with it. Ah. It's such a wonderful oh, guy. And then okay. here I am flying with it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> travel with you today. Yeah, so that's that's a big part of it. Is yeah. just the yeah, it's just the travel aspect. And anytime you have multiple points of a connecting piece doesn't that weaken it some yeah some people say that the the general progression of the taper it's not as smooth 
Mm. And so some people argue like, oh, like I want a, a one piecer because I mean that'll be just butter smooth. It's a oh. smooth feel of no transitions. Mm. Yeah, but honestly, Fairlink systems nowadays are so darn Fairlink. You called yeah. it Fairlink, like Fairling. a feral, ah. rod feral. Okay, yeah, which is the uh, the female end. The female end. Yeah, Got thank it. you. Um, that's so darn good these days. It's yeah. pretty hard, yeah. pretty hard to be. And there's there's multiple feral types there's tip over butt which is the usual like tfo kind of kind of style and then there's spigot uh, ferals or furls i get that mixed up but the spigot is um uh, let me look at this one it's the other way around it's basically yeah it's more of instead of like it completely engulfing the next section this one kind of inserts up inside of it so there's going to be like a little space in between and why they do that is they say it's a little more streamline of a transition mm. so it's a little more smooth again things are pretty advanced nowadays i don't you know they both feel pretty darn good yeah. so they both have their own properties but i feel like you'd have to do an absorbent amount of fly fishing with both types oh, to yeah. really be able to feel <laughs> oh, yeah. exactly the difference of that, everything you know? else being perfect you know yeah, exactly. yeah and mean, then just, a lot of times in alaska you're fishing with lead like you, yeah. you have split shots on your line and it, yeah. it just eliminates any of that feel right away. Like <laughs> I mean, it, in yeah. general it should, right? I mean, yeah. it, it's like riding an e-bike, you know, yeah. for okay. casting <laughs> is what it is. Yeah. Totally. That's amazing. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, so there's, there's so much that goes into a rod, you know, yeah. I mean, even from the manufacturing side of it. So yeah, it's definitely, you know, I'm I'm always trying to just keep reading about it, keep learning. It's mm. hard being in Alaska because like, you lived in, like, Woodland, Washington. That's, like, kind of like the mecca of where everything was born, mm-hmm. you know. And, like, like, Fenwick originated in, like, the 60s, 70s or whatever from Washington. So, like, that's kind of the hub, yeah. you yeah. know. And so, and, like, grinding the, the, the mandrels and all that kind of stuff, that's, like, super secretive stuff yeah, you can't yeah. just like call up somebody like i really want to get into this they'd be like mm, yeah, yeah. that is our secret sauce <laughs> yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah i don't yeah. know about this so i yeah what what's your like uh event game like i mean as far as going down to the states and taking your products to a, a venue or yeah i've i've thought i just started doing like i mm-hmm. went i'm gonna do the sports show in soldatna okay yep. and then i was at the the bleeding heart brewery and and uh uh, Palmer. Oh, oh yeah. The, yeah, yeah. Yep. The, the loose call. Loose call thing. Yeah. Oh, yeah. okay. Yeah, cool. yeah. So I, I just now started doing shows and stuff like and just kind of doing public events. I, yeah. I'm doing a lot more with TU, Trout Unlimited, um, Back County Hunter, Hunters and Anglers. I'm starting to get involved with them. So yeah, just do, do more marketing. I yeah. never really needed to. It was always just word of mouth and I liked the slow growth yeah, of it. Totally. I liked being the organic. Yeah, organic. Yeah. I didn't want to, you know, just do a bunch of like ads and stuff like that i really wanted it to be yeah. more of an authentic Ground thing up. not yeah, jeopardize yeah. quality exactly yeah. yeah i didn't want to grow faster yeah. than than what i wanted yeah to. don't get into costco yet yeah so yeah so yeah i i'm just now starting to do shows so cool. you'll you'll see me at the at the salon sports show and yeah, i might do the matsu show next year and oh people are gonna sweet. eat that up that don't know about you yet yeah yeah well they're about to find out a lot more on alaska wild project but yeah yeah to get in the shows and into the public eye especially i think just last year you know the great alaska sportsman show in anchorage 
was in Denina after years in Sullivan mm. and post COVID, and it was like everybody wanted it really bad. Yeah, to get back out there and see new products, and mm-hmm. you know, people were very successful in those shows. Where I think maybe beforehand, a lot of folks were starting to pull out of that kind of stuff. Like it wasn't yeah. really worth the the investment and time and money mm-hmm. to go to a venue and set up. But for a startup like you getting into the public eye, mm-hmm. pe- yeah. people being able to put their their yeah, give it, put their hands it, on your oh, rod. Totally. The wiggle <laughs> test. Everybody's <laughs> got to do the wiggle yeah. test. Oh, yeah, that's yeah, the yeah. big one. You got to get in there. Yeah, 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 yeah. Even though you don't know, you're like, oh, oh that one feels good. Uh, yeah. 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 Oh, yeah. I don't know what it honey, should feel like. Yeah. But. Honey, bust out the Alaska Airlines credit card. I, yeah. I got to have this. It thing. made a sound. It's right, right. <laughs> it called my name. Wiggle <laughs> test. Yeah. Yeah. That's funny. It's like a Harry Potter wand. Now you got to right. set up yeah. the old tank over there in the corner and be like, Try yeah, it out. Yeah. Try it out. Yeah. 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 You yep. just have a little whistle in the background. Yep. That's yeah. Oh, I'm picked to you. You got to yeah. buy it. <laughs> <laughs> well, Matt, thanks for coming oh, in, man. I know that we're kind of on a time crunch here to get yeah, you back what, to what the airport. Are we, are we yeah, we're going to have to bust out of here soon. Yeah. Um, so, if anyone that's looking to um, get in contact with you, the email is alaskarodco at gmail, mm-hmm. um, alaskarodco.com. Obviously, if you're looking to purchase a rod, we do have uh, Father's Day coming up, um, mm-hmm. Mother's Day coming up as well. Um, and you said they can find them at Wilderness Way. And what were the other two stores you said? Um, um, Mountain View. Mountain View Sports. Anchors, yeah. Okay. And then I believe Mossy's. I, I, Mossy's might be out of them. I'm not sure. I'll contact Mike. <laughs> yeah. Damn, you need to ramp up production to four a day, <laughs> right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> at Alaska Rodco on Instagram, too, man. Check out his Instagram. Follow him. Rad photos. Your products are beautiful. Thank you. Matt, thanks for coming in, dude. Thanks for having me, guys. Yeah, thanks, thanks for sharing man, your story, awesome. most of all, man. Thank you. Yeah. Like, you're another beautiful Alaskan success story that's started something amazing, and it feels like you've just hit the tip of the iceberg from what it sounds like. Yeah. Let's keep so going, Good luck man. to you, man. Yeah. Thank you. Keep yeah, following keep your passion. Going. Thanks. Yeah. Thank you, Alaska. Thanks for listening. Thank you, Matt, for coming in and spending your time with us. Check them out. Definitely um, support Alaskans as we uh, do up here in Alaska. Uh, appreciate everyone. As I'll always be, stay wild. You remember my speaking to you of what I call your overcautiousness. Are you not overcautious when you assume that you cannot do what the enemy is constantly doing? The Alaska Wild Project podcast is brought to you by the following sponsors. Barney's Sports Chalet, supplying hunters with the best hand-selected gear since 1963. The exclusive home of Frontier Gear, built for the rugged Alaskan terrain. Your one-stop shop for all your outdoor needs. Visit Barney's today at 906 West Northern Lights. Tailored Restoration 24-Hour Emergency Home Services, helping Alaskans restore their dreams since 1972. Services include fire, water, mold, post-emergency cleaning, repair, and remodeling. Give them a call in Anchorage, Eagle River, Matsu, or Fairbanks. Hit them up at tailoredrestorationalaska.com. Total Truck and Alaska Overlander, Alaska's premier supplier for custom automotive accessories and overlanding products, providing all-inclusive rental vehicles and trailers, custom outfitted to explore the Alaskan backcountry with a unique and convenient traveling experience. TheTreehouseAK.com, located at 341 Boniface Parkway, Alaska's own and grown cannabis and CBD store. Ask the bud tender what the strain of the day is to get your 10% off. The Treehouse, where the culture lives. 
AKO Farms, located in Sitka, Alaska, built from the ground up with concentrates as their single motivation, with exclusive products such as their sugar wax, full-spectrum diamond sauce carts, and more. Ask your local bud tender about AKO. Marijuana has intoxicating effects and may be habit-forming and addictive. Marijuana impairs concentration, coordination, and judgment. Do not operate a vehicle or machinery under the influence. There are health risks associated with consumption of marijuana. For the use of only by adults 21 and older. Keep out of the reach of children, and marijuana should not be used by women who are pregnant or breastfeeding. The Bait Shack, located on Ship Creek upstream of the bridge. Can't miss the bright red shack. They're the go-to fishing gear rental and guide service on Ship Creek. Tight lines and fish on. Come hook into the action with them. Hit them up at thebaitshackak.com. Snow Pro AK, your snow and ice management company specializing in business and residential properties. They know what it takes to keep your property presentable and safe. Give them a call for a free estimate at 280-7098 or visit lawnproak.com. Double Shovel Cider Company, located off of Arctic and 58th, handcrafted Alaskan-made colonial ciders. They also have a tap room downtown on the corner of 5th and E. Stop by today and taste an award-winning cider. The Alaska chapter of Backcountry Hunters and Anglers. BHA is the voice of our Alaskan public lands, waters, and wildlife. Their goal is to uphold our hunting and fishing legacy while keeping our public lands wild. Stand up today and join BHA at backcountryhunters.org. Enemy, and it is unmanly to say they cannot do it.